Our buddies, it's the Run and Fez show. Starting off with Credence. I don't think we're going to be able to get you the Credence tape. Uh, Peppy, I'm looking up here on your playlist thing. And the regs dig in the uh, playlist. And I just want to say to people who are writing stuff, like best week of playlists, uh, much love on the playlist. Sweet choice. Crank it up. One of my dad's favorites. Good job. Great list, Pepper. Awesome. Nothing makes me feel like a kid again. Quite like CCR. Uh, before my time, but I can appreciate it. All right. Best week of playlist ever. Thank you, Pepper. Crank it up. I will just say to those people that are excited about the songs of John Fogarty that are playing today on the playlist, uh, we're going to make it a little better because coming in and to do the show today, John Fogarty. <laughs> and I say that with complete awe that we have an interview lined up with John Fogarty today. Uh, the last two nights... He's been on Letterman, and it's just been incredible. Uh, 
he's stopping by to uh, do an interview. Uh, I'm very, very excited about this. The new album that he has. He's written a couple new songs as well as taking some of the uh, classic songs and redoing them with artists. Some of them country artists, so you hear it a little more countryfied. But there was a song that he's doing with the Foo Fighters that's just unbelievable. Uh, a song that he's done with Bob Seger that phenomenal. Where's the uh, the entire list of the songs that are on this? You should have it somewhere around here. But it's called Wrote a Song for Everyone. Comes out in stores everywhere and online um, next Tuesday, May 28th. Go to johnfogarty.com. Uh, almost Saturday night, Lodi. He, Mystic Highway is a new one. Fortunate Son is what he does with the Foo Fighters. Bad Moon Rising he does with the Zach Brown band. Uh, Born on the Bio he does with Kid Rock. If you were watching the Super Bowl, they played that in there. Uh, the thing that he did last night, Someday Never Comes, that he did with uh, Dolls on Letterman. Who'll Stop the Rain he does with Bob Seger. Just really, really great stuff. It is... Uh, Phenomenal, phenomenal to think uh, some of the people that we get to meet here. And today, an interview with the one and only John Fogarty. Now, um, did you have to see Letterman last night, Hicks? I didn't see Letterman last night. Hmm. There was a certain comic who does Letterman who every time ties in and does our show with Letterman. Mm. This time we haven't heard from him. And the last time I talked to him, I said, like, hey, we ought to do it with an unmasked with you. Wow. Did not hear from him. That's weird. I got to I gotta see what we are doing wrong that this gentleman hates our guts now. We have to get to the <coughs> bomb of this. We'll do some investigative journalism. Cancel Fogarty. What? No! What's that have to do with Fogarty? <coughs> you heard me. I know he's on the same <laughs> show, but come on. Everybody suffers now. Totally different. Two different acts. Um, so that's exciting. Also coming up later on today, it will be Fez Speaks. Um, Fez says he is ready, so we're going to spend a couple minutes talking to him about what's been going on. So my experiment that I tried to implement is, is over. What's your experiment? The raising of the hand. I don't know. I didn't ask him about that. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Uh... But Rob and I had a discussion that maybe Fez needed to take some time off. And Fez said rather than that, he'd like to get back in and start giving it the old college try again. Uh, also, not only just uh, Fogarty, but Eastside Dave is stopping by today. So we get two legends. He's going to be in the house. How come you didn't plug High Society last night? I didn't plug it. I pl- I'm going to plug it on Saturday. You show. know what? I'm going to talk to Dave about it. You don't have to be afraid of him. I'm not afraid of Dave McDonald. Now, Matt, who uh, sent us the lifeboat, wrote this to me last night. It's a classic. And he wrote the lifeboat, which we had to throw out a character actor. Yeah. And uh, what was our list? We had John Turturro. Buscemi. Buscemi. Uh, Malkovich. Malkovich and... And Macy. William H. Macy. Strong. 
too tough. And he writes, I am stuck in a meeting. Can't believe those heartless bastards are killing Malkovic. <laughs> this is the problem with, with doing a, a lifeboat. You will end up saying, but I want you to agree with me. Trust me, this person deserves to be off. You think, well, it's going to be tough, but they're going to get rid of this person. No, they'll go in some weird direction and crush your soul. Which just sucks. That's all part of it. Uh, right up on the iBang today, Miranda Kerr and what's being called an accidental nip slip. I don't know if once the sweater is down to the waist and both breasts are out, if that could technically be called a nip slip. But I will say this. Yeah. I like the girl to the far left. I don't I want to know what her story is. Striped shirt? Yeah. Striped shirt. She's got one of those jobs of taking care of the pretty girl that you see in New York all the time. Yeah. And I don't know why they do this for models, but they make sure that their handlers are not models. You know what I mean? Like, no one could confuse. Here's one of the strange things about uh, New York City. So I'm walking down the street yesterday, and there's this girl with just, like, perfect hair, but long. And just like, when I say perfect, I don't mean a perfect cut or perfect style. I mean perfect hair. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, angel hair. And she's wearing these cut-off jeans that are so cut-off that the pockets are showing. Oh, right, that's short. And when I say that she had long legs, I mean over my head. (laughs) I'm talking about this ridiculous specimen of a human being. And they walk by, and there can be a thing where Someone is so beautiful that it's almost freakish, that it's almost uncomfortable. Like, beautiful in the way that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is tall. Like, what? It's an anomaly. How did that happen? Did your mother die at birth? Was the glow from the vagina (laughs) just blinded the doctor during your birth? We do see freakishly beautiful women. Now, this Miranda Kerr, I will ask you, uh, Pepper. Yeah. On purpose or just part of what happens in modeling? I feel um, it's on purpose. That she, I think it's good for Miranda Kerr to get her bare breasts out there. But see, here's the deal. You can see around her no one is paying attention. Because when you watch these documentaries that they'll do about the fashion industry... Just backstage, everyone is naked. That's awesome. There'll be like eight or nine girls in G-strings quickly with people trying to help them get on. And I think it's why every designer is gay. Because if a straight guy was back there, he would probably just start jizzing all over the room. (laughs) And it wouldn't wouldn't be able to have worked out. You couldn't keep a thought inside your head when there's just nine supermodels running around. Right. (laughs) You would be able to do a job. So to be back there, it would be like a gay guy forced to cover the NBA and walking around the locker room. <laughs> Speaking of the NBA, uh, what a ridiculous game last night. Yep, I was locked into that. OT, two seconds left. You know it's going to LeBron. You don't understand why there's not two people 
ready to block him, headbutt him. The last thing you're going to do is let the man drive to the basket. All they talked about is the Pacers and their defense. And it fell apart in the last 2.2 seconds. It looked as if he was afraid that LeBron was going to take an outside shot. Why? Why would that scare you? Let him take. If he's going to beat you, make him beat you with a 19-foot jumper. Yeah, they, they, he just had free range straight to the hoop. It was crazy. I he's, couldn't believe watching well, it. Well, if you let him get six inches on you, he's too strong to ever stop. I mean, you could have had a goddamn canoe paddle, and you weren't going to stop him. And that entire uh, crowd in Miami, all dressed in white, were petrified. The tension in that place. Yeah. I mean, you just looked over, and people were actually, their their heads were in their hands. They were knotted up, and they just didn't believe. Yet, if you're sitting at home, I'm you're going... It's it's LeBron's shot. What are you doing? It's LeBron's shot. I don't know what happened, man. It was exciting, man. That's what happened. It was great <laughs> basketball. That three to tie it up was ridiculous, too. That, that that was just totally insane. Too bad that ugh, the Pacers... I thought they had it, man. I thought they were going to take it home. Just a giant upset. It would have been phenomenal, but it was not to be. Not to be at all. Um, all right, it is the Ron and Fez show. The Miranda Kerr is up, and uh, we'll have a lot more to get to uh, today as well. Uh, coming up in just a little bit, John Fogarty, which is going to be amazing. Uh, wrote a song for everyone is the uh, new title. Uh, a guy wrote me this, and I'm going to quickly check on the... We got the kid in today? Yeah. I run him over here very, very quickly. This is going to be a very quick kind of moral conundrum for sports, and we've discussed oh, this before no. in the past. Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. It's Matty Ice. Matty, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Do you good. see the Miranda Kerr nip slip, or yes, that's not I your did. thing? Yes or no? Yes, I did. Yes, overall, though, I mean, you feel good about it? or? Yes, I feel good about okay. it. Okay. I didn't know whether you were one of those guys that that's not right. Because <laughs> Pepper thinks it's helping her career. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you Miranda Kerr wants Miranda Kerr in the headlines. No, but she's at the top of her career already. I don't think she needs that to help her. She just got fired or something from Victoria's Secret. Did she? Oh yeah, I think I think so. I have no idea. I don't know about all that. How do you follow that? I don't know. It's like, oh, I know Miranda Kerr is hot. I guess I'll click on this headline. <laughs> I had to tell you the truth. I don't. I didn't even know the name Miranda Kerr before today. I never know who the supermodels are. Yeah, she's she's probably come in the last few years. She's been like a Victoria's Secret girl. Okay, there we have it. You like Australia. the Matty Ice of Models. <laughs> All right, this is Ron. I've been a Phillies fan since I was a little kid. I was in the fourth kid, fourth grade when the Wild Thing gave... Nothing happened there, so that didn't take place. I've lived in Virginia my entire life, though. Became a fan of the Phillies probably because my dad's side of the family is from outside Philadelphia. Now live in the D.C. metro area and work literally 12 blocks from national uh, stadiums. 
Um, he says, since he now has no real particular affinity uh, for the city of Philadelphia, he felt a sense of closure in 2008. He wants to switch teams. He can't decide what hats to wear. Is it wrong to change teams? I'll let you go first, Chrissy. Yes, it is wrong to change teams. Screw the Nationals. But he lives there Mm -hmm. and has lived there. Lifelong Phillies fan. You stick with the Phillies. That sounds crazy. They're just all right. I I like Strasburg. This guy. This guy's a future. I'm. Gonna, I want to be a Nats fan now. No, it's bandwagon jumping. No thanks. See, that's the thing. If he's switching over because he sees okay, the Nationals are young. They're up and coming. They're the best team in this division. If he's doing it because he wants to see a winning team, then that's a different story than he's doing it just because he wants to watch baseball and care about it. Let's face it. You know they're the up and coming team. Right. You know they got the young guys, even though. One of them is afraid of the fucking wall now. <laughs> that wall hard. Yeah, just see what happened though the next fucking game? Yeah. yeah. Where he's afraid of the warning track. He ducked when he got close to the warning track. He shook. He hit that wall hard. Um, we'll put it up on the wire. Is it okay to switch from your boyhood team? Now, I will tell you this. Uh, I've pretty much lived in New York for 12 years. I think that gives me carte blanche to take the Yankees as my team. Not going to do it. Doesn't mean I hate the Yankees, but I have a lifelong thing with the Phils. That's where my family, my blood is. Why would I switch? It felt like he was making excuses for it. Like, oh, yeah, it was only because my dad liked them. I wasn't, you know, really a big fan. And this has got to me sense of closure. No, that's now, not closure. That's just being happy that your team won. Now, having said that, do whatever you want. What do I care? I don't care <laughs> if you put on a different hat every year. No one's really <laughs> going to know. Just you. This is about your own guilt and nothing else. He wants us to say it's okay yeah. to buy a Bryce Harper jersey exactly. and to make out with Strasburg. Now, yeah. when I lived in Florida, uh, my kids became Bucks fans and all, and I didn't root against the Bucks, and I was happy for them, but I never felt that sense of we won. You know what I mean? This is ours. But I was happy for everybody else. Uh, I'm sitting here enjoying watching LeBron play, but I don't feel like we won last night. I feel like amazing. Uh, look at the chemistry of this heat. They definitely feel like the team of their, of this young decade. But that doesn't mean that I go out and buy heat gear. Right. Yeah. For school, I was in Pittsburgh for three years, yeah. and I came to like the Pirates because they're a fun team to watch. But right. the Steelers, I still couldn't stand. I, I don't know. Wh- I don't know why. But the Pirates, I'm like, all right, it's a team I could watch. I could have fun watching the next three years. The Steelers can never get into them. See, Steelers have fans all over the country too. Yeah, Some do. of them because they emptied out the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, years ago when the jobs left and some just because of the steel curtain from the 1970s and now a lot of those fake fans raise their sons as fake Steelers fans uh, but you go and pick uh, root for who you want to root for I really don't yeah, care that's what it is just choose uh, look at Pepper he lives in Queens Q-Burrow. by Hoyle he should be a tried and true Mets fan because it's Queens. I get it. I know. Right next to Flushing. 
But first game went to his Yankees game. I like a guy like Blowhard who lives in Brooklyn but still won't drop his Knicks team. And uh, that's great because, I mean, there's so many bandwagon jumpers on this Nets. But here's the thing. It is Brooklyn. And if you live in Brooklyn, I have no problem with anyone who says, now we have our own team. Matter of fact, I think it's one of the great things that happened in New York. I wish wish every, uh, like in London, where just about every part of town has a soccer team. I think that's a lot more fun than playing somebody 3,000 miles away. You know, because you you really get around to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York doesn't fucking hate Chicago or L.A. They hate Boston. The Mets fans hate Philly because you're close. That makes it fun and entertaining. Well, sometimes fun and entertaining, sometimes uh, bloody, and assault charges. Um, but here's the deal. Do what you want. You people out there who go around saying that you're a Dallas fan. <sighs> yeah. Go ahead and do it. Personally, I'd rather join the Nazi party. Actually, that is the reason I joined the Nazi party. Wait, you're part of the Nazi party? Allegedly. You just said that you're part of the Nazi party. What is that? that those guys in, in England that were out last night, those skinheads that were screaming at the cops... Those guys could get a lot of heat, a lot of new members after that fucking machete death yesterday. Well, Europe's blowing up with Nazis. I mean, the Nazi party's trying to take over in Greece, or the new Nazi party. Well, we know it's not the old Nazi party. <laughs> there could be one old Nazi in charge of it. Are you giving me updates there? Uh, yeah. Maybe five minutes. Oh, boy. That's exciting. Very. Very exciting. Um, someone says there's a five-year waiting period before... If you move to a location that hosts a different sports team, there's a five-year waiting period before you can become a full-fledged fan of that new team. Um, I hear people give that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah. I never felt it. I never felt the need, though. Uh, moving to New York to suddenly start ad- uh, adapting teams. Having said that, being here for the Yankees-Mets was a fucking great time to live in the city. Uh, the uh, Yankees losing to Arizona, heartbreaking, because oh, yeah. it was for the city. You know that what I mean? so depressing. Also, I don't know if he would still be talking about this if the Nationals were... 11 and 30, you and the know Phillies he were would. 30 and 11. You, you know? know he would. <laughs> no, there's no way he would. If he suddenly said, I moved to Houston, and now exactly. got to have my Strohs. Not happening, because no one likes the Astros. So you think that he is a no-begotten son of a bitch. I think there is a right way to do it, and him him moving from the worst team in the division to the best team is the wrong way to do it. Mm. Um, And I also think the weird thing is a football team is much different because it's once a week. uh, You can watch all the games anyway of whoever you want to watch. You know, everybody can get the package now. A baseball thing, if you move to Chicago 
And, you know, 162 times a year, people are living and dying with the Cubs. Mm -hmm. You're going out to games and stuff. I could see how baseball would start to grow on you more than being a football fan. Football fan, I think across the board, you're just a bandwagon jumper. Because, again, could you sit around and admire Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, easy enough. That doesn't mean that you can't go, I think Aaron Rodgers is the best player in the game today. You know, I I never think uh, that a true fan would deny that the other team is good. You know, when these people sit around and say Brady sucks or even worse. That's the best. Fuck Tom Brady. Now I know you're not a sports fan. You're a hometown hack. That's a viral video, baby. And it's hot fire. It was a couple of years ago. <laughs> no doubt about it. Hoping so much for another rematch. should be great. Uh, yeah, I don't think those things stay viral, do they? No. I don't think the chocolate rain guy is going to, okay, have you seen my, where my, how my video is doing? Uh, I want to move on and talk about this uh, album, uh, which is wrote a song for everyone uh, out in stores and everywhere. John Fogarty is... Honestly, one of America's greatest songwriters, period. If you look back over his career, and a lot of people will talk about, you know, this lawsuit and that lawsuit, all that stuff fades away for me because it really becomes about those songs. If you look back at Credence, the only band that I would ever even compare with them from that era is the band um, with Robbie Robertson's songs. The difference is... Fogarty's songs were being played everywhere. Top 40 radio, rock radio. Protesters were singing those songs as well as people coming back from the war. You look at a song like Fortunate Son, that song is picked up by uh, people in the 99% and also Tea Party people. It's just an anthem that people can grab onto. These songs are timeless and will absolutely outlive all of us. Uh, Wrote a Song for Everyone is the name of the album, and uh, what a pleasure to say, welcome to the Ron and Fez show, Mr. John Fogarty.
That's Mystic Highway, the new single from John Fogarty. Uh, John Fogarty is here with us, uh, and the new album wrote a song for everyone. How are you, sir? It's great to see you. It's great to see you. I'm fine. Thank I you. just saw you do this the other night on Letterman, and it was just fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Is it? Uh, you've written some new songs, and of course, you're kind of going back over some old songs. And it always gets me uh, thinking, what is it about a song? How does some of them hang along and become that thing that stays with us for the rest of our lives? Boy, um, I wish I could be, you know, arrogant enough to say that I know the answer. I really don't. I know the ones I like. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's just a matter of if, if all of it seems true, if it rings true. Um, for me, as a writer or, or a creator, I know you you got to keep things moving. Mm -hmm. You know, I try to do that. In other words, when a song kind of just stays in one place, I call those sort of sideways songs. Those those are the ones that aren't that good. Right. Uh, become filler somewhere. Um, but the ones that are really just move along and, and uh, don't seem boring at any point, um, they seem to hang around. Are you able to tell while you're writing it or does sometimes the years go by? Before you know how you feel about that song. Well, I know when I'm, especially if I'm on my game, you know, mm -hmm. and which isn't all the time. <laughs> um, but when you're when you're really on it, um, a lot of times I'll start songs and I can tell after a while. You know, I might even be excited for a day or two, and then I can, or maybe it's more like minutes, and then you go, "Oh God, no, this is." This is a dead end. I better just, you know, close the book and start on something else. But do any of those little pieces of any of those songs, could they come up again somewhere else for you? Or are they just gone once? Uh, that's a really good back? question. Yeah, um, I think a lot of times little pieces come back. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of, especially if, if it's a good little piece, you know, right. he, he, play me, play me. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he comes back. Yeah. I find it one of the most mysterious things in the world, songwriting. The fact that, you know, we have so many great players out there. There's so many great musicians, but there's so few what you would consider really great, consistent songwriters. It's the rarest thing I think that we have uh, is songwriters. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I tend to, th yeah, I, thank you. For, I was going to go off, but I won't do that. You can I go always off do any, that. Go off in any direction you want to. Um well, to me, I was just talking with Dave Grohl about this. I actually, I happen to think that the the really rarest thing mm -hmm. is a really, really great rock and roll song. Rock, yeah. I mean, rocking, not you know, ballad, not uh, what do you call that, adult music right. or whatever. But when it's just a just great rock and roll, and it's a really good song that makes a good record, that's the really hardest thing to do. And was that the stuff that turned you on first when you were a kid? Is that Was it the rock and roll songs? Was it country? Was it um, well, traditional? I really, yeah, I got started earlier. I, I remember uh, being aware, and it, it was everything. Um, I, I know I heard a little bit of country from, believe it or not, from television. Mm-hmm. And that would have been when I was about three and four years old. There was a show in the Bay Area called the, or on TV there anyway, called the Hoffman Hayride. And uh, kind of like that. And then uh, the pop music of the day, meaning the hit parade. And I'm talking, I don't know, Doris Day and Tony Bennett and Patty Page, you know. Right. I mean, I knew it was music. I liked it. I, I would kind of 
innocently hum that going to school. Then my older brothers, who they got there first, they started listening to R and B, and uh, we, you know, we, it was the doo wop phase, or sure. a lot of songs like G by the Crows and Shaboom and Earth Angel, and uh, you know, on and on. I started hearing um, Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf stuff like that, and that was. I could tell that was dangerous, you know. It was just, it was kind of threatening. I mean, I, I liked that. Uh, at some point, the Robins that became the Coasters, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I, I really stood up to for that. I, I, there was something there that wasn't in the other music. And I also know, knew when I was reacting to that, my mom got real nervous. <laughs> like, yeah, right. She would try to change the channel or, you know, no, 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 I, you know. <laughs> So um, that was pretty early on. And, the, and, of course, the country thing was right along with that. But I, I wasn't aware that you called that country. I just, you know, there was it was kind of cowboy. Some right. of it. I saw some. Yeah, uh, it was way more Western, wasn't it? Than country, country and Western leaned on Western in those years where it was like cowboy move, music, gunslinger music. I remember even seeing uh, some, they would show old uh, serials mm-hmm. on TV, and I'd see people like Roy Rogers and Gene Autry, and I liked that. Um, but then, you know, the thing we now call rock and roll was born, basically, probably a little bit before Elvis, but he certainly took the baton and ran. Uh, but probably the year before Elvis, there was a, um, Bill Haley, you know, um, some of the other bands that were making this new wild music and then Elvis because of all the controversy going to be on Ed Sullivan and all mm-hmm. that I mean I I do remember finding my you know it was right after Elvis was on TV and I found myself in front of a mirror with a broom and you know <laughs> just kind of you know I was 10 years old and going you know I I didn't know what to do but I sure it was cool what that guy was right. doing yeah and and it came from all that kind of music uh, at the same time, and then boom, rock and roll comes out of it, right. and you guys start it immediately as kids playing that music. Um, and when you st- think now, you're still on that path. It's one of the strangest things, isn't it? It's almost like you've been anointed at an early age and still following it after all these years. I, I consider myself really lucky. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I knew I wanted to make music probably when, by the time I was four years old. Uh, they were Other people were noticing it, that's for sure. I know when I, I think when I was four, I got a drum for Christmas, a snare drum. Yeah. Right? Maybe nowadays that's not so weird, but, it, you know, when I was four, I mean, just it was off the wall. I think my mom and dad got together and got me a little snare drum thinking, well, he's musical. He'll play the drum, right? <laughs> Uh, we had an old Stella guitar around the house that we sometimes used to play baseball. Uh, it was a well-built well thing. Um, but, yeah, I think I, I I felt that I almost had no choice. It chose me. Wasn't that the, the most unusual thing? Uh, and how long before you knew not only could you play music, but you could write these kind of songs that would stay with us for so long? I didn't know that until I wrote Proud Mary. Proud Mary was yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I I started playing at writing songs somewhere between four and eight years old. I know at eight I did write a song, walking to school and making all the noises in my head or with my mouth, like the drum noises and 
you know, don't, 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 you know. <laughs> uh, and so that was actually a real song, and I was trying to rhyme some words, that sort of thing. And then all through my uh, teenage years, you know, I wrote a, <laughs> a whole bunch of just, uh, I love you, Betty Lou, why do you treat me so bad? You know, all that mm-hmm. stuff. But um, it was really after um, the success of, uh, Susie Q it was after you know Credence was a band and we were had made an album. Um, one day and I was still on still in the Army Reserve. I was still in the Army and trying to get out. And uh, one day I found this package on the the steps to my apartment was my honorable discharge. It was something I had been seeking mm-hmm. and working on. And because really the military thing was way getting in the way of uh, the musical career. <laughs> and so uh, I was so happy. I actually, there was a little patch of grass, you know, and I, I literally went and did a cartwheel just because I could. It was like, <laughs> I got to do a cartwheel. And I, you know, and I went right in the house, grabbed my guitar and started writing a song. I mean, I felt so good, right? And so I'm playing with the guitar. And I'm, you know, doing these little chords, and I had this little riff thing that sounded kind of like Beethoven's Fifth. And when I would play that, it kind of sounded like a paddle wheel to me. And that meant, wow, I already had a theme. Right? I was, oh, what is that about? And as I got going, I'm singing, because I'm so happy about my discharge. I left a good job <laughs> in the city, right? Anybody can relate to that. Uh, working for the man every night and day. Okay, so as I, it went along, I, I needed a uh, name for this thing. I didn't really know what it was about. And I'd, I had just started for uh, really a couple of months uh, keeping a little notebook. And I opened the notebook, and the very first entry was the words, Proud Mary. And suddenly that made sense. That sounded like the name of a boat to me because mm-hmm. it, it had made no other sense to me in that book. So I, you know, named it. I was pretty excited. And, you know, when I got to the part where it goes rolling, rolling, rolling on the river, I just thought, wow, that's that's really cool. And I, it, this whole process, I got to tell you, it was about an hour. Wow. Right. And so when it was all done, I was, wow, I'm looking at it. And I'm, I actually, I think, was shaking, uh, you know, a little bit of that kind of because to me, I had just created what I said, this is a standard. This is a classic song. I mean, I I really felt it was way up there. And compared to what I had ever done before in my life, it was like, you know, miles above. I mean, I recognized for the first time, you know, in my life, I had really done something truly good. And once you had the that breakthrough, more really great songs started coming after that. Like, it's almost seemed like you were sitting there almost as a listener, you know, like, oh, that's great. Oh, that's good. You know, but once you knew how to get to that place, you started to go there a lot more. That's true. Um, I still get really nervous about that whole process, though. I mean, it's it's mystical. It isn't like a, what can I say, an athlete who, you know, he's got Mm -hmm. the muscles and got the physique and got great eyes. And here comes a fastball and pow, there it goes over the left field fence. Right. I mean, he just knows he can do that. Whereas songwriting, it's like you can sit there. I don't know, we could sit here for eternity, maybe. You know, the next song, you, okay, I'm going to write a song. And then what? What if nothing happens? Which, it's like that a lot. Yeah. And so, it that's scary. I guess you do have to show up, though, at that spot every day, or at least a lot to know, is this the time that, you know, 
this is going to happen. You have to have a craft. You know, you have to be able to, to be a decent player, but then you're counting on something else, right? You're counting on... Well, the showing up part, yeah. uh, Ron, yeah. right on, Ron. <laughs> That's absolutely it. You, you've got to have desire. Right. And then you have to actually plant yourself down and do the work, right? Or at mm. least, uh, what's the word, make the conditions ready for an opportunity. Because if you don't, nothing's going to happen. And some of these songs, when they show up, uh, well, the one that you've redone here with the Foo Fighters, which is one of my favorite things about this album, so familiar, and but also so new, you know, playing with these other guys. But I think of how many people that that, you know, is a great rock and roll song and is an anthem to people's lives that in many ways, I think, even leaves you out of it. You know what I mean? It becomes about their life. Uh, That song means so much to so many people.
Well, you're saying that that's actually how I felt uh, then and probably still do writing a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you write a song that you know has, there's a real point to it, I, in a way, kind of removed myself from it. I tried to make it more universal, you know, kind of a general out there rather than specific to me. Uh, it just seemed like it would apply to more people, you know, mm-hmm. therefore be understood by more people if I thought about it that way. So, uh, I mean, many of my songs, like Who'll Stop the Rain, uh, I was, I, I certainly had, it, I was talking about how I felt, mm-hmm. but I was trying to lay it out there in a universal way because I thought perhaps other people feel this way too. And it is true that so many of these songs, they're uh, like little films or little novels, you know? It, it becomes about something that means something that can travel on. Um, and you can't do that, I guess, too consciously, can you? I mean, how can you sit down and go, oh, I want to write a universal song that everyone can identify with? Boy, you're uh, you're absolutely on it there. The, you know, the worst thing you can do is I'm I know that guy in the newspaper always likes such and such artist, right? Mm-hmm. Because that guy or gal, she always writes these sort of songs that are mm, this way and you know, go ahead and name a uh, genre. I'm going to write a song that that guy will like. I, right. I'm going to be the songwriter that he likes because he likes those kind of songs. I'm trying to tell you, you get yourself in a world of trouble doing that, you're not yourself anymore, right? Mm -hmm. You're out in quicksand somewhere, and that usually is horrible. (laughs) And trust me, I've I've written some where I was trying to transfer myself into some other, you know, whatever, what I just described. And some of them have probably, you know, been released, and probably more of them I realized that's that's not. I'm not being me. I'm right. trying to. I'm pretending, and you know, in rock and roll, that's probably the the mantra there. Don't be a pretender. Sorry, <laughs> for the band, um, but don't don't be one who is a poser. Let's say, right? Because uh, it everybody will bust you immediately. Rock and roll is really cool about that. They welcome everything, right. all influences, all styles. Uh, the only thing they ask is that you be real. And the instant you know, if you show yourself to be kind of faking it you you sort of are condemned well the one type of person who's always a big fan of yours are songwriters people that write songs tend to love your music and you must hear that i mean first of all you've got great songwriters on this uh album with you but when i sit down and uh well, I, I go over some of these uh, people, whether it's uh, Alan Jackson and country and Brad Paisley, but Bob Seger and you seem like you grew up next to each other. Mm-hmm. In this, you sound like two guys from the same neighborhood instead of different sides of the of the country. Um, oh, I love Bob's work. I yeah. really do. I mean, uh, actually, I think Katmandu was something I knew about before uh, Night Moves. You know, I was, uh-huh. I was this guy right here was. So happy for him when he finally found uh, success and I had a big radio hit and all that. And because I I had thought he was great for a few years before that, I couldn't figure out why the rest of the world wasn't catching up. You know, uh, well, Seeger is a guy who's praised you. Bruce Springsteen has praised you. So many people that are great 
songwriters. I saw you uh, singing at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Randy Newman, who is uh, a ridiculously great songwriter. So I was really happy for Randy. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing to, to to have seen that night and the great people that you know surrounded him. But you have that thing that, it, to me, is the most precious thing in any business that you could have is the respect of your peers. Oh, you're wow. You're so right about that. I've I've been blessed that way. Um, mm-hmm. I you know I've had a lot of what's the word I've had a lot of <laughs> confrontations or uh, you know turbulent uh, relationships let's say um, because I at some point take a stand you right. know and you know, most of the time I'm pretty glad that I did. I mean I know you know we're not all perfect. There's times when you find yourself doing getting involved in something and later you you know you're you can't get out mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you go forward with it but you you kind of wish you could get out that kind of thing you know there's there's tacky things that we get asked to do and sometimes you end up doing it um but most of the time at least I've tried to just uh stick up to you know what what I feel what mm-hmm. I uh, that resonates with me or who I am and again, that's not always popular. You know, you, you find yourself what's the word, crossing swords with somebody. But I think uh, later in life, you're really happy that you were that way because you got to look yourself in the mirror. You know. Well, that's the um, that's the price that you pay when you live the life of an artist, not just an entertainer and not somebody out moving it. But you're saying, and it always felt this way to me. And I think the songwriters I'm talking about is that you said this is an art form. I'm going to work hard at it, and I'm going to respect it, and I think it it should be respected uh, by a, by the you know whatever company that you happen to be dealing with, and I think that speaks a lot. And so many of the great songwriters, I think, would uh, agree with you. Most of the really best people are kind of no shit guys. You know what I mean? Like I go. just I like that. I'm here to do something because uh, I think of like Neil Young is the same exact way. Tom Petty mm-hmm. is the same way, and I, I think a big part of that is following your lead. I really do. <laughs> uh, oh, thank you for that. I'm, I'm I never thought of it that way. I really don't uh, assume that sort of uh, leadership. Um, I just know that it's kind of what you were saying about sticking up for what you believe in. I know I always felt that if I let myself start doing crap, you mm-hmm. know, for <laughs> whatever reason, pretty soon you're just going to be all crap. I mean, right. you're not going to be able to do good stuff anymore. You know, I was, and still am, you, you get deathly afraid of, you know, getting diseased or something and pretty, hey, I like this crap. It pays pretty good. Right. You know, I, I would hate to be there. Well, a lot of times I think when you give it away and you don't respect it, you'll see some of those guys that have a three or four year career. But we're looking at your songs holding up after uh, four decades. And there's no reason at all to think that it won't go on like that for as long as people are listening to music, that these songs literally are uh, classics. Um, And I'm glad that I'm glad that you fought the good fight. I know that's never the easiest thing to do. Well, you're right about that. It's usually uh, it costs you emotionally and it also mm-hmm. costs money. And sometimes you even get sort of, uh, what's the word? You're, you're sort of an outcast. You know, I've, I've got a whole bunch of lost years in the middle of my career. Um, 
it wasn't pleasant at the time, but you mm-hmm. know, I, I'm a very happy guy now. You know that I've met a beautiful girl named Julie, and we're married and uh, raised a wonderful family. And you know, it, it I live with that in my mind every day and in my soul. So I'm able to talk about uh, unpleasant stuff that it doesn't really touch me anymore. It's mm-hmm. something that happened, but it, it doesn't it hasn't grabbed me by the shorts, if you know what I mean. But you were able to raise that family with the music too, right? I mean, uh, the 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 music is in your family. Absolutely. Um, well, first of all, you know, when I started touring again, uh, I told my wife, "Honey, I'm not going to do it unless you're with me. Mm-hmm. If you're not with me, then I'm not going to do this." I mean, if I really. Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to be away from her? So as our family uh, grew, we just brought the family with us. Uh, and all the touring that we were doing. And so, silly me, I thought I was raising, you know, a doctor, a lawyer, uh, an Indian chief, an insurance salesman, uh, you know, all kinds of legit things. (laughs) But lo and behold, when they started to get to where they could think for themselves, Daddy, I want to be a rock and roller. (laughs) Well, how in the heck did that happen, honey? Why does he feel that way? Well, he's seen about 10,000 shows, honey. That's why. Yeah. So that was that was always there, you know, becomes a family business. After I guess. A while. Yeah. yeah. Which I can't think of anything any better. You know what I mean? Like, I think no matter what you do, you'd want to share it with your family. But to be able to sit down and share music, that's a that's a whole nother thing. That's another level. I'm going to open up a storefront. I guess I won't be cake boss. Somebody <laughs> took that. But I could probably be... Uh, uh, Let's go for song boss. Yeah, Someone song just... boss and sons <laughs> and daughters. Yeah, I think it's just fantastic. And uh, thank you so much for stopping in here. Thank you. Man. And uh, congratulations on the album, too. It's just uh, stunning. It's wrote a song for everyone. comes out in stores everywhere and online Tuesday, May uh, 28th. And go to johnfogarty.com. Uh, let's go out with something that you did with uh, Keith Urban. Uh, we'll go out with uh, Almost Saturday Night. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you so much for all the great music over the years. It's just been tremendous. Thank you.
Professional. The Ron and Fest Show continues. Yeah, but it's around the Fed show. How do you like that? John Fogarty. That's crazy. Crazy. Uh, interesting. He and I were talking off mic uh, during the commercial. And I don't want to make a big deal about this. And is it done? But it looks like I'm in credence. What? Yeah. I'm going to be in credence. We need a drummer. If there's someone out there... Anyone anywhere that wants to be a drummer. Ronnie my, B. Oh, Ronnie yeah. B. Yeah. Davey Mac. Yeah? I drum. I play well, the drums. no, you don't. I do play the drums for a band <laughs> called the Quertos. I think you know this, no? Do you ever have any downtime where maybe you could come and drum with us? Credence? Lots. Yeah. Lots of downtime, Ronnie B. Lots of it. Davey Mac, it's good to see you. Now... Great to be here. That oh, Fogarty thing was phenomenal. Listen to it on my app, the uh, SiriusXM app. Were you uh, happy with the Foo Fighters song? I loved did? it. And I think that all Dave Grohl should do is back classic rock bands. Because after what he did with Paul McCartney and John Fogarty, and if you've ever seen SNL where he backed Tom Petty, sure, he's like the world's greatest back band. Did you, did you see the thing that he did, the Studio City documentary? No. He backs everybody. And he, it's just everyone who played in this one studio. So at a certain point, he brings out, he's like, this is who I'm most excited about, Rick Springfield, right? Mm-hmm. Rick Springfield comes out and plays with them, and it's fucking crushing. <laughs> That's awesome. It's just fucking, <laughs> you just see fucking grow like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck, this is good. Well, every song kind of has like a Nirvana tilt to it, you yeah. know? So Jesse's Girl must have been... Jesse was a friend! It was uh, so uh, fucking cool. Now, in the meantime, the Zach Braff interview has gone viral. It's all over the place. Latest, Hollywood Reporter. Whoa! Just uh, picked up there you go. today. Hollywood Reporter... Hollywood. He's a Hollywood very reporter. talented guy. He is. And he is the guy who my brother claims stole uh, the idea for Scrubs for, which oh, is insane. Oh, yeah. Which is, no, you know. I don't think so. I think <laughs> that's my next big thing. <laughs> okay, I'll get Mark McDonald on the show. Actually, screen junkies have approached us and say they want to give their side of the story. Well, they don't get along with Zach. And I say, yeah, of course. Oh, wow. Um, but He's a Jersey I, guy, so I like him. I'd like to put your brother on and say how he lost Scrubs. <laughs> Maybe I could have that's Paul That's his claim. O- I yeah. wouldn't say that's his claim. Look, when they <laughs> stole <laughs> Ghostbusters from Paul O, I know that anything could happen. <laughs> He's kind of like the Ted Kaczynski of our family, so yeah. we're all afraid of him. So we just go along with it. Uh, oh, yeah, they, they stole Scrubs, sure. Wait a minute. You're not the Ted Kaczynski of your family. <laughs> I know that's shocking. I'm considered the fun one. Mark is very quiet, doesn't talk. Uh. Yeah, it's he's no one a likes that brother. scary dude. Yeah. Runs six miles a day. Yeah. Just the whole time a fucking killer. <laughs> fucking, I made scrubs. I yeah. made scrubs. Mile after mile. <laughs> he told me he wanted to choke me and we used to share a room as kids. Uh-huh. And he told me he wanted to choke me in my sleep because I used to piss the bed. And so he's like, the bedroom smelled like urine the whole time, and I really thought of choking you in your sleep a lot of times until mom moved me out of the room finally. Pissy smell. Yeah. Uh. I was like, my, why didn't you just leave the I shared a room? a room with my brother, and he would just yell, who are you talking to? 
<laughs> uh, David Mack, any way that I could get you one time on that podcast to plug High Society? Uh, Chris is afraid. I'm not afraid. You're right. a little bit afraid. Let me just okay. tell you one thing, Ronnie B. Yeah. Chris Pepper Stanley is like a fourth brother to me, but he's got goddamn applesauce for brains. <laughs> Last fucking year, you asked this guy, who's the least trustworthy person we know? And out of a fucking hat, he says, Dave McDonald. Mm-hmm. He stabbed me in the dick a year ago, and to the day, you ask him, what show do you like? Not a show he gets paid for. I gave him a $160 fucking check last that was nice. week. That was nice. Okay. From the fucking ride. <laughs> <laughs> from the fucking ridecast, from the podcast show. Mm-hmm. So not the show yet. He does twice a week, once on Sirius and once online. He plugs the fucking high society, which comes along as frequent as the fucking Winter Olympics. Oh, please, every two weeks. <laughs> every four years. It's never on. And no one cares about that fucking website because I, I looked at... Actually, the plug worked because I'm all angry like my brother. I fucking looked up the website and there's a lot of like... Bronx Johnny returns. Yep. You, you do four episodes a year. Why is he taking a vacation? <laughs> he has a lot of problems, all right? <laughs> Every other episode is Bronx Johnny's back. <laughs> I'm like, where are you fucking going, pal? Do the goddamn show. He has a lot of stuff going on in his life. Yeah, he right fuck, Pepper just, he always, he always takes, every time you ask him to just name name someone who you yeah. don't like, he says Davey Mack. I know. It kills me. Oh, please. I plug the sports program every time I can get a chance to. He doesn't Jesus get it. I, I, I was saying, a plug or, or, or a, a like a commercial, people tune, sometimes tune yeah. out during commercials, an on-air discussion right. is, is worth a $1,000 in gold. And so when you say, oh, I like high society better than right. the fucking show I do twice a week, I'm like, you son of a bitch. And I got my goddamn fucking phone lit up like a pinball machine. So I have to go back on my SiriusXM app, rewind the fucking show, and listen to it because, you know, he gets people are taking that out of context. It's what he's texting me while he's supposed to be talking to you. Now, why don't you just bring that up? Why wouldn't you say to me, hey, Dave is mad for what I said, and then you could explain it and, again, bring a lot more attention to the show. Instead, it probably he was late. And te- no, instead, this is how he plugs you. Uh, David Mark Sports Program is <laughs> That's the end of our show. Always at the end. It's like the Micro Machines yeah. guy, Michael oh, Lube. I but, can't even make out what he's saying. But, Chris, why not do this? Hey, Dave and I were having a discussion the other night. Which one of us do you think is right? And that draws people in. Yeah. That draws people in. I need to learn how to plug better. Yeah. I was he telling somebody yesterday when they were doing He's a, a live guy, but he kills me. Stop saying you. You need to do this. You need to do. You people don't you go back to learn the regular things of broadcasting. Yeah. After I gave that piece of advice, ten thousand more years in the next three. <laughs> ten thousand more years. You. You need to pick it up. You need to go and do this. You. It's like you're asking. You're like here. I'm pushing you. I'm pushing you. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. It's just- so. Nice discussions. That's how things happen. Yeah. Thank you, Riley B. You could do it all the time because, uh, you know, Dave and I got into this discussion the other night, and I think Dave is crazy. Mm. Here's what Dave's, and all of a sudden we're involved, and it doesn't sound like a commercial. It's a couple of fellas talking. Organic. Well, I, 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 uh, I had dropped it. I had forgotten about it last night, but then our, our engineer for the online show, Sean O, brought it up. <laughs> And Pepper was all disgruntled. You were pissed off about it, Pep? I just I thought we were over it because then he had forgotten it. So I was like, yeah. all right. I will tell you something else night. about Pep. You could be shot in the face and Pep ain't going to tell me. <laughs> he will not. I would text you. You would, you would never bring it up. 
I will never know. Like the fact that you had that thing could have been fixed in a heartbeat. Well, He'd rather shove it down and well, make it more and more pressurized. Well, well, I, I, and I, I'm just being honest. I don't think he. It's like him trying to hide anything ever. Pepper, you're just very, very. Internal. I think you suppress a lot. Oh well, via my emotions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That they're so, all just balls. I, I don't think you're, he's ever trying to be conniving, but I do think that yeah, you, you have to learn the communication game a little. You know, Probably that would be nice. All right, we're doing bad stuff about Pepper. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Bad stuff about Pepper. You know, Pepper, stop cursing. Yeah. I noticed he doesn't do it on my show. I'll give him credit for that. But where are the jokes? He, it's, a, it's a good discussion. I will say the exact opposite of what they tell young comics. Work dirty. <laughs> when, <laughs> when you take away his favorite verb, uh, fuckball, there's not a lot. Well, there's plenty. <laughs> Why, what, what, what happened with the cursing? He was just cursing too People much? He was started... cursing, so they started busting his balls and making him scream. So then I said, you're taking May off because you want to be able to work in terrestrial radio one day. And... Amazingly, he's been able to do it. That's amazing. But his personality is also gone. I'm, I'm he's changed. like, a, yeah, he's like a boring uncle who's staying at your house too well, long. If you take away the word "goddamn it" out of uh, fucking Nick Nolte, he would right. you would lose half his dialogue. Every Nick Nolte movie, goddamn the fucking goddamn lawn chair. So the weird thing is, but your temper is also gone. You do not snap and freak out. Like well, you were doing. It's uh, it's because I'm thinking before. Oh, well, my temper is very reactionary. So now that I know I can't curse, and my first thing to go to is start dropping f bombs, I now just put, I push it down, and I almost cursed right there. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Um, we got a new thing that we've been playing, Dave. Let's see if you can play this a little bit. It's called "Where Are You? What? Where Are You in the World?" Or what's it called, Pep? It's uh, where it's try to guess where you are. Try to guess where you are. Now I got addicted to this game. It's up on the iBang right now. So it's a Google map, and you have to pick out where in the planet you think you are. Okay. Sometimes I can hit it within a hundred miles, and then sometimes I'm fifteen hundred miles away. Okay. You got to figure out where do you think that is. What town? All right. I'm going to say it's um. This is going to be surprising, but it looks very American to me. So I'm going to say, and, and I'm not going to say it's Minnesota. I think they're trying to trick us because there's a lot of snow on the ground. Yeah. I think it's a trick. I'm going to say it's uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Ooh. Because I think that's the trick is that they're, they're, they want you to do a Fargo. They want you to do a fucking, you know, St. Paul. All right. All right, click it in. Let's take a look. <laughs> Eastern European somewhere. Where is it? Middle of Russia. Middle of Russia. <laughs> you know, I just know my gut. That's the SAT very, thing. But it's very homey and it's kind of warm for Russia. Yeah, that's what we, I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. No too. yaks walking around. All right, this looks like. Uh, that has to be American because I, I recognize the um, pedestrian sign. A little downtown somewhere. It looks like a cute little place. All right, I think it's Sacramento. Right, now, I've just, never been to Sacramento, but that's the way I it would envision it. Uh, I think we're going to have Greta Gerwig who, Gerwig, who is from Sacramento, on the show. Oh, my God. That's the exact opposite. That's where? Like, Minnesota? That's Wisconsin. <sighs> Wait, let me tell What town does it say? Yes, it does. It is... Fond du Lac? Manitowoc? I know that town. That's nice. I've never yeah, been to Wisconsin either. It's very, so. very sweet up there. 
A lot of cardio work. There's a new uh, picture. It's a lot of farmland. Now I think that there's no way it's going to be America. Because this is like, this is another trick. So I'm, I'm going to say it's uh, the uh, where uh, fucking Stonehenge is. England. <laughs> you remember Stonehenge, not Great Britain. Yeah, I'm going to say it's in England. Where <laughs> is that, Norway or Sweden. Sweden? I had the right idea, though. I do like this game. This is where Raising Arizona was shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's fucking a, a 10 miles of desert. There's nothing. Uh, I'm going to say Arizona. Uh, you know, uh, Phoenix, I guess. Right outside, or Flagstaff, maybe. Flagstaff. <laughs> Oh, wait, that's Flagstaff. No way. Aussie. Well, you're getting crushed, yeah. Dave. You're getting crushed. Well, I fucking non-American things in this. Every time <laughs> they go world. And so where where are you in the world? It's up on uh, the iBank. What's right. the, What do you type under it, Phil, Pep? It's a try to guess where you are. Mm-hmm. Try to guess where you are. By the way, dumb title for this. <laughs> <laughs> this next one is definitely not American. Ale. No one has signs like that. Mm. How Ale about houses. <laughs> South Africa, because I'm feeling I'm interesting feeling, call. If I, I need one fucking continent at least. All right, you're just one continent away though. <laughs> Where was it? You're in Puma, Brazil. But oh. isn't it weird how most of the world looks American now? Yes, it is. I could have sworn that that place in Norway was American. Certainly, Russia didn't look a Russian to me. I don't know if I was. Like, I now feel like I could do radio anywhere. Just doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm here in Norway. I want to do a little radio for you assholes. I'm going to be your first shock jack. This is like the Russia without the snow. That's Denmark. All right. I'd better fucking steak dinner on that. Um, here's Salty in Utah. You're on the Run of Fez show. Good, afternoon. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey. Uh, when we talk about marketing, I'm doing my best to market. East Side Dave McDonald. Over the last couple of weeks, I keep calling into a Mad Dog Radio, you know, Casa show and uh, give them a little call like uh, they were talking about the Super Bowl in Vegas. And I'll say, yes, I agree. We need the Super Bowl in Vegas and East Side Dave McDonald. And they keep thinking I'm going to say, you know, Costa. And- uh, thank you. All right, Salty, here's the weird thing. Dave used to do that for me. <laughs> So, so, well, actually, one day means you'll be producing for the yeah. Fed show. No, you'll be producing Dave and then spinning off in your own scene. This is how life works. That's a good job. Yeah. Yeah, the, my favorite one was I called Steve Summers. I don't have that anymore. It was a cassette tape. You can't even play cassette tapes in the fucking radio stations. You, you fucking called Mel Karmas in his office. <laughs> but I got everyone out. I had like, uh, do you like the minor league catch of Billy Staples? Also, they have this great catch. His name is Ron Bennington. He's hitting, he's hitting 315 and he has power from both sides. I was like, I have to check that out. I actually got through one time that Tony LaRussa thought there was a catching prospect named Ron Bennington that he had to keep an eye on. I said, well, I, I, don't, I don't know about it, but like, it's in your system. It's in the Cardinal system, Tony. <laughs> like, okay. Talk radio is so fucking hideous. You can call Benny's show and tell him you saw a UFO and just take him right off the format. Really? Yeah, I saw oh. a UFO. What? Yeah, I can hold. <laughs> Go ahead. That was outside my house last night. Well, you know, it's that I actually have tried calling Mad Dog, well, um, you know, because he's 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 brought up on the air that uh, um, they 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 have no hosts who would host on Thanksgiving the day after Thanksgiving. So I've called up and say I do a show on SiriusXM. Right. I will absolutely work Christmas, Thanksgiving, 
whenever you want. But every time, they, they, don't, they don't put me through. What's the hate about? Uh, the call screen says, just send him an email, Dave. And I'm like, all right. I know he's, he's not going to guy I never it. see around anymore. He's saw, not practicing his golf swing in the in the. Oh. <laughs> I saw him in the bathroom yesterday, but I haven't seen him otherwise outside. Stall or? Uh, he was urinal. Mm. Yeah, he's crazy about Bruce. I I actually saw him, and and oh yeah, him and Mick Foley, and not together, not going together, but they somehow were seated next to each other at a Bruce concert. Yeah, when we did that Bruce thing up at the Apollo. The amount of people crying that you see here in the halls, just sobbing, what? tears of just ecstasy. Was it awesome? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I just so badly wanted to fucking go. Oh yeah. Where'd you go? I couldn't get. I couldn't get it in. I had three extra tickets. That night. <laughs> I ended up laying my. I, I, I up, guess I should have asked. I ended up laying down. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. I miss Fogarty. I miss Bruce. I miss all my guys. Uh, hey, Red, Red, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yo, Eastside Dave, when are you going to finally beat the shit out of that fake-ass Adrian Bernie Turner reality, man? You need to get up in his shit. Maybe I'll ask Michelle Beadle about that, how uh, Tony, uh, you know... Uh, it would be great. Could you yeah. set up a fight between me and Tony? <laughs> Tony does not respond. Tony um, has sent messages to, um, from people to me, and I've asked for Tony to appear, at least call in to my SiriusXM show and whatnot, and he says, Dave's an asshole. Dave has always been an asshole, even in high school he was an asshole. I, have n- I want nothing to do with him. I actually had a kid that was producing that tried to that produce one of the radio shows up at Free FM who was such good friends, like he stays over at his house. I'm like, oh, Look, I got this kid producing for me, Dave. I would love to have Tony surprise him on the air. And that he would goes, be great. Oh. He's like, that would be fucking great. And he goes to Tony. Tony comes back and he says, he wants nothing to do with Dave. <laughs> he despises Dave. He hates Dave. Dave's a bully. He's a I'm fucking not, nut. Fuck that. He's uh, dangerous. Look, look, look. I simply pointed out that Tony Reale is not from Brooklyn. No matter what his Wikipedia says, he's from Marlboro, New Jersey, one of the most affluent towns in the state. All right, and, and, here's and what he you need puts to do. on a fucking little bit of an act. That's all I pointed out. You got to go to Wilbon. You got to go to those guys. I love those guys. And say the same shit. Instead of going straight to reality, that's a great idea. You got to go to them, and you know they'll do it out the same way I was going to do it to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For your birthday, Tony, look at this redhead guy in the corner. Remember Come him? on, Stat Boy. Remember him? We've got Stat Man in the house. What is he doing here? <laughs> Tone, couple corrections, Tone. Uh, you were wrong about the sixes and sixty-eight. Like, what the fuck are you from? What are you, a goddamn Rambo? You don't talk like that. That's all my point was. He told uh, Will Chamberlain actually scored, you know, 38 points in the NBA. Fu- no, you talk like this. You talk like me from Marble, New Jersey. Come on. You know what? One of my real heartbreaks about that show was I always thought that they did it in real time. And then I found out they shoot it over three and a half hours. I so know that's that. why Reale has all that time yeah, to look that up. Yeah. Oh, so now well, it's it, you said that uh, they had... That their live feed went out at one point, and then everybody got to see it. Yeah, uh, a, a, a producer left the mics on the entire 
time, and then they then they uploaded a podcast version or whatever. Right. And they uploaded a gigantic like ten oh. hour long file, and someone went through it and found like three hours of them just doing the show and like. Oh, you know, man. And I always thought they did it like a half an hour. Boom, you're done. Because I was like, that's a fucking TV job. I'd love. <laughs> I know. Because I never understand. Like, oh, Letterman's there for fourteen hours. I'm like, why? Come in at the yeah. last minute, do your show, and leave. Doesn't three hours seem a little bit excessive? I mean, uh, you know. I don't even know where they make the edits at. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> really? But then they also go over it, you said, to say, all right, Dave, you take this side. I'll take the other yeah, side. We're not really arguing. but That makes sense, though. I, 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 I could understand that. And certainly I would understand a pre-show meeting of let's be on the opposite side I of this. I don't believe it. I don't believe in it. Show up one minute before it starts. Oh, I Scream agree. out how come everything's screwed up. <laughs> and don't let anybody let me forget my umbrella today. <laughs> I guess you heard. Pepper did a funny joke. He hit my umbrella last night. I didn't hide anything. Well, it's, it's okay. Hmm? It's okay. It didn't rain. He hit it here? Yeah, Let oh, me tell you something. That's gone. I left my phone charger here. You don't see a phone charger, do you, Ronnie B? And why would I be the one stealing an iPhone phone charger? I don't know, but you're up to something. I have an Android phone. You're selling goods in Queens. What? <laughs> He's got his own stuff to sell. He don't have to worry about a thing. <laughs> and you still didn't get that other thing? No. I'm thinking that um, it got nabbed by you know someone in the mailroom here. Someone in the mailroom is very fucking high here. I mean, what kind of person is that? You see something in the room, you keep it. I mean, come on. My phone charger, that cost me fifteen ninety nine at Radio Shack. And they just took it from you. Go on. You know what it could be is go check with the O&A guys because their interns might have thrown it into some kind of box. That's true. Or Mars, you might clean it up. And put it yeah, somewhere. clean it up, all right. Yeah, well, put it on fucking eBay. I, I had my iPhone stolen in a, in a parking garage uh, six, seven months ago, and a detective called me up and actually located... The guy, it was a guy and a woman, and he located the guy who was a part of this little tag team, but it was the woman who stole the iPhone. So he says he can't do anything about it. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, I want my fucking $350. I had to buy $350 for a new iPhone. That's their joke. All right, Pat, remember when we had that thing up on the iBang? That chick that was doing the samba dance, right? Yeah. What was her name? Oh, man, that, um, she was, I think, uh, Venezuelan. I can't remember her exact name. The big beef is that she kept her G-string on, right? Yeah. What have I told you? Yeah. World star. Uh, we were putting up a video of her as Samba Dancing Girl is back. Oh, my God. Not safe for work. And SFW. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In caps locks. It's up on the iBang right now. Let's just do this. Yeah. Hands behind your head <laughs> and see how lights. yeah, and see how long you can hold the jizz <laughs> and not let it go doing this. Watch this girl. Is that fucking ridiculous already? Yes. Jesus. Why aren't we sending our fucking titty dancers to to Venezuela? How long could you last, Dave? Honestly, oh, no way, no way. I mean, honestly, I am thinking I, I will go to the eye bang and jerk off upstairs <laughs> on the thirty seventh private floor, uh, private bathroom. Hold on, right. Oh, God. 
Oh, he's got his jerk gel with it. Yeah, he, he always, broke out his jerk gel. He carries it everywhere. And but, you keep it in a nice little plastic bag. Yeah, because it gets very greasy. <laughs> That's when I get here early on Saturday. I go upstairs and spank it. But I found a new video. What uh, what room do you, do you spank There's it? There's a private bathroom, 1374. That's the executive fucking turlet. <laughs> That's exactly the shithole. They like to get out there and feel good about themselves. <laughs> oh! oh Cutty out! Cutty out! <laughs> oh my god! Whoa. She is ridiculous. Good. I don't like edits. I'm glad you fucking did it. Tap <laughs> it all in. Taking it off now. Turn around, please. Ace, please. Ace. <laughs> Holy shit. She's really moving hard. Yeah, I know. She can move it. And you do that on heels, too. They say it's a great workout. I just lost five and a half ounces watching this. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Alright, it's up on the eye bang. Under Samba Girl, not safe for work. Oh, oh here Look we go. Look at that ace. What is it about the South American ass? They, they have just, such a great understanding know, of yeah. the ass. They know. They're eating the right foods. That's all I can attribute it to. Bananas? I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's actually a porn star who looks like this chick, and like her, I think she's Brazilian. I'm trying to think of her name. Now, who have you ever saw anyone go bottomless and protect the tits like this? No, it's weird. It's all backwards down there below the equator. I mean, if I, you know what? If Ant walked in, I'd go, "What's with Donnie's oh, new video?" There you go. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Doesn't she look like Donnie a little yeah. bit? Yeah, no, I can't watch it. <laughs> what the hell? I follow that woman on Instagram. I can't be associated with that. <laughs> we gotta get Don to do a dance similar. She does have the same hair, though. Yeah, she does. And it's a nice, it's a beautiful head of hair. It's a nice lioness, you know, mane on her, curls and big, huge hair. I always like that look. What's not to like? Man, I really want to use my uh, my lube. Um, <laughs> here's Aaron in Maine. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, um, this question's for Eastside Dave. Um, Dave, you're super talented, first of all. Um, mm, you're super talented. Do you talented. think the reason your career isn't really taken off is because you're a hideous clown monster? I mean, oh, physically you're, so you're, you're a hideous clown monster, what? and you're super talented. Okay, pal. <laughs> That's so, good. so, so, fuck off. That's a really good comeback. Uh, anyway. Hey, yeah, I don't have no fucking curse rule on me, buddy. I'll curse you up a storm, jerk. The only thing is, Dave, you do look like you've been stung in the face, though. You're a little. Oh, I was, I was out. Son. Oh yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking. The landscaping thing has evolved into I'm planting uh, rose bushes. I'm uh, putting in bags of mulch every single week. So I have a perpetual sunburn. We got one of your best friends here. Side Rock Johnny. All right. And also I was out late uh, at this Ray Wiley Hubbard show. 
What do you got? Lots. Oh, this is great. Enough food to feed an army. A small army. Well, we've, we've got a large army. <laughs> so that's good. Fantastic. Security was extremely tight due to the ice cream party that seems to be going on out in the lobby. What? Today's ice cream day? It's supposed to happen in an hour. I don't even know if it started well, yet. It didn't, but we they thought maybe we'd get in the way of the balloons that they're setting up. So we had to go up to the 37th floor and then have a long discussion with the guy that we can go back down the stairs to the 36th floor. Show Johnny this, even though he's gay. See if he's interested in this woman. <laughs> What's when, her name? Samba Girl? Is that, that a Samba Girl. Yeah. That looked good. Now, that's not Dawn. So don't get confused. <laughs> What's not to like about that? I know. It's exactly what I said. Is there a, is there a part coming up that I wouldn't like? Yeah, because aren't you gay? No. No, no. You have me confused with, with someone else. You know what it is? It's the weight loss. The weight <laughs> loss makes me think people are gay. Is that someone else involved in the sport of baseball? <laughs> I'm not saying anything. What are you talking about? What do you know? What do you know that you're not leaking? <laughs> Listen, I hear things, Ronnie B. Mm. <laughs> Could be talking about Roberto Alomar. I mean, you know. But you're not. No, I'm not. Why do they call her Samba Girl? Oh, she needs she to does a nice porn, Samba. Porn, you know? See, that's the thing. Now, you're so jaded and moved along <laughs> that you can no longer say to yourself, this is enough. Oh, you're right. Because you're like, well, why isn't she taking it in the ass? I know. You know, this is the problem. Oh, forget it. I, I the modern time. I'm almost exclusively watching group orgy scenes at this point. Like, I'm a fucking Roman emperor. <laughs> yeah. They might have someone feed me grapes while I watch my porn. They, you're they probably like, arrange that. what are you, too good to be choked? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I need fucking weapons. Like, it's a yeah. hardcore wrestling match. How come this isn't an incest role play? What are we, fruits? I don't get it, baby. What's wrong? All right, I have to dip out, and I'll be back in 15. Yeah, we'll wait here for you. <laughs> Hurry back. You, you want to take your jack juice with you? Show Nobody carries show. around. He's got a show. Why is he got a... You've got a bag like a homeless person. Don't sit too close to that over there, Gogo. It'll be bad for you. But you don't use first names? Uh, his name is John Gogarty. As yeah. opposed to the guy you just had in here named John Fogarty. Very interesting. Though, let me tell you. It looks like, huh? That was an awesome interview. Um, he's asked me to go on the road with him. You're going to wear a checkered, a checkered shirt? Yeah, I am. You have to. That was actually what last year he played our uh, Hard Rock Calling Festival out in London. And him, I walk I'm backstage, this big compound, and there's a little golf cart. And on the back of it, two older gentlemen wearing checkered shirts. One was John Fogarty, and next to him, one Mr. Bruce Springsteen. Wow. Just sitting on the back Damn. of a golf cart like this, getting driven around you, you know, checkered shirts. Fogarty is Springsteen's Springsteen. That's the way like Springsteen thinks of him. Oh, yeah. The weird thing is, I remember this. I was heading out to Chicago one time, road tripping, with some friends. And you're going through music, and you're going through conversations and all. And we put on that, I think it's called Chronicles 1. It's like a best of. And it's got to be like 20 songs. And we sang every fucking song, every word of it. Now, we were all from different parts of the country. Some of us different ages. Everyone knows every one of those songs. I look up, because this is like about 1.30, we threw it on. We're in Michigan. We had for, <laughs> just awesome. went off-road, Amazing. singing our asses off the entire time. 
because that's that's how many of these fucking songs that you know. You gotta go like Brian Wilson has probably written that many songs that you know. Of course, uh, I mean, how many people do you think I can sing twenty of their songs? Yeah, Mick and Keith probably, uh, John and Paul. Unbelievable! These things are gonna last forever. It's crazy. Hey, that thing that happened between you and Dave where yeah. you're starting a battle, yeah. that's why you're afraid to bring up stuff around him. Now, now that I know, you know what I mean? Now that I know your problems, I can help you with it. I'm not afraid to bring up anything. But you're afraid to plug your show on his show, and I found why. He doesn't feel like you're plugging him enough. Plug away. All the plugs are getting out there. You know I love that kid, right? Oh, yeah. Would you th- then plug? He, he wants some plugs. Give it to him. Yeah. Dave Max Sports Program. But you say that at the end of the show, as we're leaving, right before I hit dunk. And right. Davey Max yeah. Sports Program isn't a, a plug. That's just a name. You're going to yeah. find a conversation. Right. Like, oh, I'm fucking worried about this Saturday. Dave says he's going to kill a chicken on the air. I don't know. You know what I mean? And people tune in. Yeah. yeah. I got work on that. I remember our, uh, it was like our producers or interns had this fucking band. And they weren't selling tickets. And I said that if the place didn't sell out, that they would kill a dog on stage, right? <laughs> so this is what I'm doing mornings down there. So like PETA and all these other things, they find out about it. They start to pick at the place and complain. Everybody showed up to see the show that maybe a dog would be murdered at. <laughs> you got to give them a little something. Yeah. I got to work it harder. I'm telling you, if this place doesn't sell out, they'll kill a dog. That's punk rock. Cut his head off. If they cut his head off, they kill him. Though. You know, the last time I talked to you was about the Red Cross. Yes. The next day, the Red Cross was more needed than ever. Yeah. Isn't that weird? They're always needed, apparently. They're I don't ever pay charities. attention to that. It takes an Oklahoma-size uh, fucking tragedy That's to wake me up. Crazy out there. My my mother was in Oklahoma this weekend. About uh, th- just about thirty miles away from Moore, my my aunt lives out there. She just moved out there, so she's like, oh, "I'll go visit my aunt." In the middle of tornado season, and on Sunday they had that first tornado. My mother had to go for about fifteen twenty minutes in a tornado shelter, and was in there with like six other people. Said it was pretty scary, and then the next day they didn't have to because they have it down to such a science they could almost tell you what block where you need to shelter in place on now out there. Really? It's, yeah, it's... it's uh, well, good job moving those kids. Well, that's, they, this one was... That was a, a bad one. They, they didn't, obviously, but they didn't have uh, enough warning on it. Usually they get like 15, 20 minutes. This one, have, I guess, happened a lot faster. I never saw anything like that in my life. I don't understand why they don't have a... Now there's a petition to have a shelter in every school, but you would think that in a area called Tornado Alley, they would Can I tell you the truth? You would think that they would build their homes underground. <laughs> you would think that they would build a mound of dirt and then put stuff inside of that new hill, and you would live that way. Because it's insane to build a second-story anything there. It's... It, it, they, but it's part of their like. I mean, my cousin moved out there. He met a, moved out there to work, and he met a girl, and and they they've settled out there. And he's from the East Coast, and it's, he's Italian. Yeah, it's oh, weird. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, but it's you know, he's, yeah. he's out there. He's Italian. Oh Jesus! Oh, yeah, that's they look God. at them as. I went out there for his wedding, and oh, he's an Italian from yeah. New York. Yeah, I was like they put novelty. ketchup on noodles and handed it to him. <laughs> Here, you homesick for this? That's what you like. <laughs> The, uh, it's it's just a weird thing. Like, I mean, he's got a, a they they built some some houses don't even have the shelters, and they do a lottery system. 
if you don't have enough money to build a shelter, every year they do a lottery in Oklahoma and you get, uh, they, they choose, I think it's like 2,000 or 3,000 people a year to build shelters for them. Let's get a Kickstarter going. <laughs> Tornado Kickstarter. I wouldn't mind getting a Kickstarter to move those people out of there. But I don't know where you're supposed to live in the country now. We got earthquakes, fires, twisters, hurricanes. We're getting hit by hurricanes now, two years in a row. Was that two in a row? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jersey got hit two years. Remember the one didn't come to New York and everyone bitched to Bloomberg? <laughs> and then you look over at North Jersey. In upstate New York. Yeah. Oh, upstate New York, yeah. But the bad thing is upstate New York was also flooding Jersey. Now, someone told me this, that you have to be careful if you're protecting your home. Like, if you live on the side of a mountain and you build, like, some kind of wall to protect you from an avalanche, if that stuff goes over into your neighbor's property, you're liable. What? You have to be hit by the avalanche or else you're a bad citizen. That doesn't make any sense to me. Because I think, like, there's got to be some scientific way that we could save that Oklahoma area to get the storms. All we got to do is change the wind patterns. I feel like if I met, built enough giant <laughs> walls, fan. yeah, I could move <laughs> it. I could slide it around, but then you might get be getting these same things like in, I don't know, Phoenix. Yeah, you, and then you'd be in trouble for diverting it to somewhere else. You'd get in trouble. That's what started this because I'm like, I know I can do this. I know <laughs> if I have the time. I have a laptop. I can figure out how to stop tornadoes. I think a giant fan. I'm just a couple of big, big, big fans. When it starts to come down, you just blow it somewhere else. I don't know how they. How does that happen, though? I know how to start a whirlpool in a baby pool because I <laughs> did that when I was a kid. Remember when everyone had to walk right. in a circle, walk, and then you would sit down and try to fight it. Oh, there's a great thing on the AI uh, um, bang here today, and it's the best oh, the water, water slide. It's tremendous. Now, when I was a kid in, in Chester, there would be these things that there would uh, that the gutter would actually be in the ground, right? Instead of like running along, it would just be a hole in the street, and then kids would put like fucking cardboard over and shit, the rain would come down and you could get like a good two foot and a half, two feet, and people would be sitting in dirt street water. Like, this is fucking great. Look at these kids. These kids are tremendous. There's cars right next to them and they're just sliding down. They're just, where do you, where is that? I mean, it's, it's got to be some Ecuadorian. It's definitely not here. You know, I mean, yeah. Some I mean, place but. where they just don't care about children's lives. Brazil. Is it Brazil? Thank you. <laughs> that was her, that was their mom dancing, that samba dance. Look at the cars. They're right next to the cars. There's like, a gang war going on next to Dolso. <laughs> they don't show the ending. They end up inside the sewer, right down into the cave. Sucked in. They're, they're better off that way. But look, there's no one in the car who even yells at them or stops and says, get out of the gutter, kid. You're going to be run down. They keep driving three feet away from these children. And someone is old enough to own a goddamn camera, you know. And then the kid decided to go belly first, where you know you're going to get your little ball sliced off. There's just no value to life in Brazil. That's why they're so freaked out about the Olympics going there. They're like, we don't know if we're going to get this crime under control. 
I think they're doing the Olympics and World Cup there. Mm-hmm. Back to back. It's going to be a giant gang war going on constantly. I don't know. I think that Brazil is going to put their best foot forward. They got the most beautiful women. And I think it's going to come off great. Now, the poor people, they're going to have to put a, a tent over them so no one sees them. Just make it District 9. Just put them all into a garbage pile. Like we do with Astoria. Oh, Astoria is not a garbage pile. Hmm? There's, there's homes there that are up to code. Have you seen it? Yes. I never do because once I'm on that bridge, I look at Manhattan. Oh, you're missing a lot of great <laughs> views from Astoria. Like no, what? the Great View Bridge. Oh. Yeah. Oh God, it's beautiful this time Gorgeous, of year, right? RFK. I just. You know that song, "Spring on the Triborough." Oh God, <laughs> I, I just, love that. I just drove through there real fast the other night on my way back from Long Island. Going to see Randall's Island. Everyone wants to go to that Dust Bowl. <laughs> You ever go to a concert there? Yeah. You cough up yeah. dust for like a month yeah, after you come out of there. Well, the kids, they sell those fucking things. They sell those masks. Dust masks, yeah. Those hospital masks. And like the first time I went over, I'm like, look at you stupid kids. And then like within two hours, I'm like, hey, where do you get those masks at? <laughs> yeah, I get 17 bucks. Here. <laughs> it's awful. Or it'll turn to mud. It's a bad venue. Um... Here's uh, Nails, Oklahoma. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to give you a little background why the tornadoes form in Oklahoma. It's the humid weather and the uh, wind coming from the Gulf. It's the jet stream coming over the uh, Rocky Mountains, and it's the desert, the the dry climate. They all form in southwestern Oklahoma. They start to stir those two fronts, start to mix, and then they head off to the uh, northeast. So that's why they they always... Terrain that's really flat through that area. So I need to do something about the jet stream. See, change the jet stream with a big fan. I think well, with a fan you're fighting it. What I need to do is guide it. Just let it go, but in a different direction. Deflect it, maybe Mexico. in the Mexico. Some sort of giant vacuum that you can fly above the tornado. Suck the tornado up. What are we, the Jetsons? Come on. Let's stay in fucking reality, Chris. That's crazy talk to you. You see me stopping them. What if you build something that goes in the, uh, like a giant, like jet fan vacuum above it that goes in the opposite direction of the tornado so you untwist it? All right, if we, if you're stuck into this jet fan thing, get a hold of Earl. Jet fan, jet fan, <laughs> what do you say? You need a lot of Negroes to support this game. How's Earl doing over there? It's awesome. He's a great employee. We love having Earl around. Someone told me that you make him take around a basket of chicken wings to each no. table. <laughs> no. Chicken no. wing. No. Chicken wing. There are times that we, we do a really nice employee meal for everybody. And Chicken sometimes wings. it would be something that, that Earl push. wouldn't eat. And he he refused. The certain certain meals, as you know, Earl refused to eat. He said, I'll never be seen in public eating either watermelon or fried chicken. And that is an Earl quote. I'm not. And he, I would give he Earl $1,000 if he would put a watermelon thing in his thing like a smile. Just put it in his mouth <laughs> and walk around all day like that. He will. He will. He'll only eat watermelon with a knife and a fork. That's stupid. Well, because he doesn't want to, you know. He's paranoid. And you know what? I invited him to a party at my house, and he would not put on a jockey uniform and hold a lantern out front. (laughs) The nerve. The nerve of some people. The nerve. I wonder how Dave's doing in his interview. And what does he do? Play the interview Saturday night? Yeah. 
Should be great. Who's oh, he, yeah, who's the interviewing? Michelle Beadle. That's what I said. Got to be scared for her life at this point. Well, I saw the list of questions that Zito had, <laughs> and something he asked about something like Chris Cowherd or something. Yeah, Chris Cowherd. Uh, and I had him change it to Cowhead to see if they would actually say it. <laughs> <laughs> Give a little shout out to Cowhead. Big ups. Zito's kind of moved up in the world, huh? In his own way. I mean, he's still he's... picking up laundry. <laughs> you know, what I mean, that's still part of his job. He, was... but. He seemed to be the right hand when we were doing our uh, broadcast the other night live at the Hard Rock. Yeah, he, uh, well, he is, he's a, that's his thing. He likes to be out there running around. What broadcast were you guys doing? Uh, we had Trace Atkins last Wednesday live from the Hard Rock. On, uh, it was on Serious Country, I guess, one of the country channels. Did he play Padunka Dunka Dunka Dunk or whatever? Padunka Dunk. But I yeah. believe it is. And yes, he did. That would be his, uh, that was his second to last song right. before the, uh, he got into those real, I think, came back out with the Star Spangled Banner. Page, yeah, the patriotic thing. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> that was, uh, but yeah. Is this like death for you? What's that? Like watching that? No, no, I, I, like, I like it. I like it. No, you like everybody. I like everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just an opportunity. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's uh, David, you're on the Running Fest show. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, as far as controlling tornadoes, I think the the school of thought that uh, there's a, a, a multi-billion watt power plant up in Alaska called HARP, and they can control uh, the direction of tornadoes and, and hurricanes uh, by, the, you know, by the electrical current. Is that Jesse Ventura that we're talking yeah. to? The HARP system? Yeah. yeah, he did an episode on it. Yeah. And uh, they did have a 15, 18-minute uh, uh, warning on that Oklahoma tonight. Uh, uh, you're telling me that if I, I nuke Alaska... Maybe I can bring peace to Oklahoma. <laughs> Finally. It's, this is what happens in life. If you fix one thing, you break another. That's, that's been us on the planet Earth. As soon as we take care of one, hey, we built the dam, and then you find out all these other people have no water. You're like, oh, I didn't take that into account. Uh, we need to break here, Chris, to yeah, catch up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we got a break. What kind of food did you bring us, Jenny? Oh, I got all kinds. I got salads. I got burgers. I got pulled pork sandwiches. I have dessert. What kind of dessert? Uh, Ice creams from mini, around the world? I have little mini desserts and little mini hard rock glasses. They're very cute. Ah, nice. like a little, like a dainty thing for us, like gay and womanly at the same no, time. I wouldn't call them gay and womanly. I mean, they're they're more... A little bit bigger and more masculine, but okay. Not. So you're saying hard rock, no gays or women? No, no, we have lots of of both of those, mm. and we're, we love all serve all, so it's okay. That's nice. That is nice. Even even murderous. That guy Kai, I think, was in there before he. <laughs> he used to work there. He was. He was actually one of our vibe hosts. It was an interesting vibe. <laughs> I saw your buddy Eddie Trunk. He wouldn't watch anything from Oklahoma because he was heading out there he's on his way. He's in yeah. Oklahoma as we speak, trying to. Hosting, of course, you know, the show must go on. Rocklahoma has to happen. Oh, sure. Everyone's waiting I hope to see that. Rat. I hope that guy with the tattoo on his head shows up from the Eddie uh, commercials. I watch one of his commercials every day because they tape Larry Sanders every night. And then they'd show his everyone throwing up the devil horn thing. Yeah, rock. Coming back, fuckers. Yeah. That metal show's going to kick your it's ass in. 72, I think they're on, right? Yeah, keeps happening. Every, I think there's a new season once every three weeks now. Yeah, it's and then there's eight episodes. They take <laughs> off two weeks and then eight up more episodes. And that's actually four seasons, though, Ronnie. Yeah. Well, this thing has been on so long, he just had the four seasons on the other night. 
they're running out of people that he can sit and talk to. All right, so let's break here. Uh, lots to get to when we get back. Did you watch LeBron last night? Or you're not a basketball guy. You know, I'm not a basketball guy. Unbelievable. You missed it. I was asleep. Anyone who, by the way, says that college is better is either an idiot or just a flat out racist. You'd have to be a racist. And definitely an alcoholic. Like, you're in a drunken stupor at all times. So I didn't even think of th- th- that. They're, they have dementia from all the booze they're drinking. I got some good news for you. I'm going to talk about, they're talking about remaking Time Cop. Thank God. Or oh. did they already? You know what I mean? Oh, mind fucked there. Ouch. Uh, Gawker's raising a lot of dough to uh, buy that video of the mayor of Toronto smoking so. crack. <laughs> Which I can't believe that someone's going to make $200,000 for that. I'll let you see fucking Chris Stanley smoking crack for 150 Can I get a cut of that? Or just get free crack? You get free crack. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> I'm doing it for the love of crack, not for the money. People don't realize how great this is. So we will uh, pick that up and be back. It's the Run of Fest show. You got to fall. Oh, you're all alone, man, you're stone, call home, you're all alone, you got a phone, oh, well, you're stone, call home, call 866 from zero x Ron and Fez show, uh, Johnny has just laid out tons of food for us, and Davey Mack is back. Um, Dave, go ahead and swallow your food. You have plenty of time. How'd your interview go? You were talking to Fantastic. the Beatles? Fantastic. Michelle Beatle. <laughs> oh, formerly okay. <laughs> Not the Beatles. Awesome. Formerly of Sports Nation ESPN, and now is like Miss NBC. She does everything. Olympics, all the horse racing. What did you talk to her about? I wanted to, uh, she does a show on NBC Sports called The Crossover, where she, it's sports and pop culture. Mm-hmm. And so I really want to get, be a, like a Daily Show correspondent. Right. I'm like, come on, man. You send the Dave man out here. This is, this is just, this is a fucking easy home run here, Michelle Beadle. And uh, I said, I, I gave the, the Ron Fez uh, Sopranos tattoo as evidence. I will fucking do whatever it takes. All right, Dave. A radio interview is not a job interview. 
<laughs> I gotta be honest. It was totally me. Just be like, please put me on TV on NBC. But she said she seemed interested about the crossover thing. If I said to everyone who come in here, please put you me in your movie. Watch well, why you're a professional. I'm just a fucking shit kicker from New Jersey. And you got a birthday day today, right? It's my daughter's fifth oh, birthday. Nuts to me. Five years ago today, Are you sure it's five years? right now, I was calling the Ryan Fez show, driving to the hospital with a sounder that said "vagina update." Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a new vagina update. And uh, yeah, it was. I was literally making the phone calls and being like, "It's it's today. It's popping, baby." Very nerve-wracking, amazing, but, you know, just one of the absolute greatest days of all time. And the Yankees won in 11 innings, I think. Well, that made it extra that special. It, yeah. Hey, how are, the, how are the Yankees doing this this year? Can they, we not even jinx them by bringing it up? They, I know we I'll don't. tell you, Brian Cashman does not, the Yankees general manager, is not great with acquiring pitchers. But one thing you cannot take away, he gets guys who everyone thinks are over the hill. It's true. Raul Ibanez, Chavez last year, and this year it's Hafner and Vernon Wells and over fucking Overbay. Where the hell is Overbay? Lyle Overbay is a horrible baseball player. <laughs> and he's gotten like huge hits for him this year. All right, now I'm going to give you my theory of this now. You've been around the league long enough, and then suddenly you get to put on that Yankees jersey. You're like, I'm part of history. Yeah. I'm going to go for it. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I hate that, you know, Yankee haters, of course, hate that, like, the mystique of the pinstripes shit. But I do think there's something to, you're playing in New York City, you know, it's... Particularly the for the older guys. For the older you know, guys, absolutely. This is my way to go out. Yeah. And and you see that happen all the time. I mean, like I just said, Raul Obanez last year was amazing for the Yankees. Hafner has, I think, three game-winning hits this Hafner's year. Hafner's on fire. And Vernon Wells is great. It, it, the problem's going to be is what do they do with the guys that come back? I mean, it was nice. Granderson last night went three for three with a double and a home run. So he's kind of starting to get back in there. You have to DH. You have to have a platoon DH, I think, Wells and Hafner. You're going to have to platoon the whole outfield. Yeah. Because there's no one you could sit. And how about your? Uh, how about Halliday, man, for the Phillies? I, I That upsets me because I love Halliday. He's like an old-fashioned... Give me the goddamn baseball every five days, and I'm going to give you eight innings at least and often nine. So it's like I love, you know, his just thing. I'm going to fu- – I am there. I'm going to fucking give it to your team. I'm going to give you 280 innings every year. And it just seems like maybe that's it. You know, maybe he hit his innings limit. How many games do you see that it's just over for them? Yeah. It just becomes done. And that upsets me because he was – I think you can easily make the case. He was the best pitcher of the 2000 – you know, first this first decade of this century. He was the guy. Well, you shall be forgotten. <laughs> Wait, Ronnie, he's not dead. Might as well be. Ronnie, to Ronnie, he is. I don't even like to look at him now. But it is, I've seen guys that just, done, it's over. Yeah, it's it's upsetting when you see a guy that great, you know. Chris Stanley's going through it right now since he stopped cursing. It's tough. It's tough (laughs) in this part of my career. Remember, 2010, he threw a no-hitter in the fucking playoffs. I mean, you know. You're talking about Chris Stanley still. Oh, God, I played, yeah. Pepper was a first baseman, Johnny. Really? Look, I got some exciting news for you. You guys have been in here all day. You haven't heard Fez talk. He's ready to come back in. Already. And start talking. Today is going to be the day. Thank you, Ronnie. I appreciate that. Now, I want everyone to know that I've had a very, very difficult past couple of weeks. Of course, it started with the blow-up on the air with Popcorn the Intern... (laughs) 
where... No one remembers any of this. <laughs> I remember it vividly. And remembering just getting angrier and angrier than absolutely needed to be. Um, that led to a lot of problems for me. There was people coming after me, um, commenting on the Interrobang, callers using slurs. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really a really, you know, really nasty, nasty emails coming in to me. Uh-huh. And it was a difficult time. And I realized that, you know, I was matching anger for anger is what was happening. The more I got attacked, the angrier I got. And it wasn't helping anything. And it was really to a point where I just, I honestly didn't feel emotionally or even physically safe anymore. I mean, also in the past two weeks, there's been, I believe, seven, maybe eight attacks on gay people in New York City at places where not only that I walk by every single day from my home, you know, to the subway, but also places that I actually go into, clubs that I've gone to, uh, that I visit, uh a woman was attacked in a diner, inside a diner, hit over the head with a ketchup bottle for being a lesbian, you know, where I eat from time to time. And I just really felt that I needed to just really, really step back because, like I said, I didn't feel safe at all. Well, I don't know if you can equate someone being hit with a ketchup bottle to you fighting with this stupid intern. Well, I don't know why you put them both in the same spot, Fez. Because I think because I think it all goes back to anger and people angry for some reason angry at gay people right now in this city enough to have all these attacks even after a rally to say you know this isn't going to be allowed this isn't going to be tolerated two more attacks happen which has scared the hell out of me and then also just. The anger that I, you know, when I started fighting with the intern and then started fighting with the callers and both of us saying things purposely to be as hurtful as possible. And I wasn't able to let any of it go. I wasn't able to suspend any of the anger, get past it, move on the next day. The intern hasn't been here in a week you know, and I was still and everything was still fresh in my mind. He's, he's done. Right. Yeah. And then it just, it really took its toll on me to the point of where not long after that blow up, I, I started having chest pains, um, ended up going to the doctor over it, and had to be hospitalized and have another surgery. Now, do you equate both those things? I put it all together. I think all of it was together. I think because, I mean, my cholesterol, I just had everything checked. Michael, you know, people are saying, you know, uh, if I had 375 cholesterol like I did with the first heart attack, I can understand. My cholesterol is under 150. It's the doctor saying that this is the stress and what the stress does with the diabetic condition, what it does to the, just the way my body produces cortisol, which leads to blockages. You know, which is also just raised, that level is right, raised so, by stress. All right, so living in the city is going to be stressful for you. Mm-hmm. Being on the air is stressful for you. Interacting with callers is stressful for you. But I think that's all because 
of the way I was handling things. I, when I came out, I was just, I think I was angry before, and I got even angrier, and for some reason, even though I haven't even had a gay experience yet, I felt the need to just blindly defend everything gay that there possibly was. And and not even defend it and have fun with it, but to just really scream in people's face, you better accept this, pal. You better expect this, buddy. I don't know what you're saying now. You know, it's because it's all happening. I mean, we've had three states pass gay marriage, you know, since I quit talking. (laughs) <laughs> I don't understand it, how all these things tie in together. If he stops talking for longer, maybe it'll be all 50 states. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it all ties together. Somehow because, it does. I see it. I see it. It's, it's, wow. piecing, it's piecing together. Well, because he stopped talking, people got hit. Or they, <laughs> no, no, no. And, no. and then the no, he's just talking about he stopped talking. Talk. It's kind of like I a gay Truman show. I felt like I really <laughs> had to step back. And what I really wanted to do, what I realized was... Because that angry, pissy, furious with everybody person is just not Fez Watley. It's just not. <laughs> and it's and it's it's bad. It's bad for me. So I'm 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 talking. Sorry. See <laughs> now it's happening it's all over again. Dave, you're getting angry. I'm right you're back right. There. You're absolutely right. Back in the hospital right. again. Stop right. it. So I'm really, really working on the anger, and I don't want to explode like that anymore. And I just want to be a happy, healthy Fez. So I'm really, I'm working with a new therapist who, on all these anger issues, which apparently are mother issues as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm really working on that and focusing and trying to be a better Fez. Well, you're certainly a louder Fez. You're much louder than I remember yeah, you that, in the past. That may be the new stance. That may just be some blood flowing. It's really they loud. Like megaphones. Yeah. Are you speaking through the stance? You're actually the only Fez I know, so you are now the happiest Fez I know at this point, it seems. And the loudest. That's because of this great food. Everyone's speaking in riddles like they're a fucking super villain over here. As you know, I don't know why each one of these things... I, I would just say... Johnny's fault right yeah, to the madness. There was like 18 different... <laughs> unconnected things. To me, they're all, some... they're all there. They're all connected in my mind. They're like all a John Nash. Like a John Nash situation. <laughs> He's seeing fucking like writing all over windows and stuff. Jokes. There's a red line attached to the it. The daughter never ages. I need more uh, thread and push pins. Right, so let me ask you this. Why did you want to still do live reads? What was that about? That was because <laughs> I really, I've been confused for weeks, and then I. The only reason why he's doing this today, (laughs) the reason why he's doing this today is Rob came in to me yesterday and said, look, I'm sending him home. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, Fez, they're sending you home unless you go on the air. And he goes, I'll go on the air. (laughs) In the last three weeks, I don't get any of this. It's all so bizarre to me. Was it a protest? Is that what you're saying? No, it wasn't a protest. (laughs) I think it was a protest. Like, is this like a... Like because of the gay acts, the gay violence, you were protesting by not speaking. Here's what it was, Davy Mac. Okay. And I don't know if Michelle Beadle faced this kind of questioning. <laughs> <laughs> but 
what happened was with the live reads and the and the promos and the plugs and that sort of thing. It was something that I could control, where I didn't feel in control of anything. Terrified of what the next caller was going to call me. Terrified of what the next comment was going to be about me. Terrified that I was going to get angry again and blow a stent out right after I got them. <laughs> So it was to me. It was trying to control as much as I could in a situation where I felt very out of control. And for someone with anxiety, control is the whole thing. It just feels like you're nuts, like you're in the, like you're just in a plane out of control, hmm? spinning towards the ground. <laughs> It's like all that's all together. It's, it's all <laughs> starting to tie together, though. Is it? You're yes. fucking nuts, Johnny. I don't, I don't really getting any of Johnny's that. very wise. Trying to help. It is. It's tying all together. You are definitely joining into his nutty world. Yeah, he is. Uh, it's enabling. <laughs> enabling would be. The, no, yeah. I'm, I'm empathizing. He's 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 Joey Pants to Fences <laughs> Memento guy. Okay. <laughs> Were you going to really fucking... find out that he did it? it was always, Johnny's been the one making the main calls. I don't think. I don't know. I'm still confused at the movie. Just you know what? It. You know what's great? The the further you get away from that movie, the more you think, wait, I think it sucked. <laughs> like the day you saw it, you thought yeah. it was great, and yeah. every day it gets worse in your mind. When I went to see that movie, the movie actually stopped partway through and burned. Like you ever it, like it, fucking glorious bastards? It dissolved. It literally dissolved. They had to put it in the back of it. it. Was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I thought it was part of the movie. Did you see the movie in 1984? Like, <laughs> but most movie theaters have digital fucking. Some guys <laughs> with a cigarette in the back. <laughs> I don't know what happened. All right, now Fez, what do you want to do about these things that you can't control now? Comments on the internet. You know, there's still a fanboy one out there, and I know that he was one oh, of the yeah. people in the. Fucking hospital. Fez is like, I hope that fucking fanboy one is happy. And I'm like, I can't believe that you say somebody like named a stupid name like fanboy one could possibly from the hospital bed. Yeah, Whew. that's weird. As I was giving him a Sports Illustrated. <laughs> <laughs> nice of you. And you know what? I, I, he's on the hot list. Now, I, this is a thing that I always do, though, and I have to admit this when I do hospital visits. I plan as close to dinner as I possibly can. So when the dinner trays show up, I'm like, oh, <laughs> let me get out of your way here. I'll put that Sports Illustrated on the bottom. And another thing that I do, if I sit next to somebody's a hospital bed, I will sleep sitting up in the chair. I don't know why that is. Peaceful in a hospital. It is. Quiet. It's, yeah, yeah, it, just, it, is. it feels, and plus nice. you... It's the most superior feeling you can ever have visiting. Yeah. Like, look at you. That, when I was in fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing better than everyone. And you also feel, feel like, yeah. you're like a hero that you're there. Like, oh, hey, yeah. Ron's oh. a great guy. Yeah. Look at him. He's been sitting at that chair next to Fez for Reading two hours. Reading these Sports Illustrated. <laughs> you will get to see me read the Sports Illustrated that I'm handing you. Well, when so I, when what I do you do grade, now about those people, Fez? And about phone callers and stuff. Well, I am just, I am working, like I said, I'm talking to the therapist and just trying to work on the temper. She says I take everything way too personally, way too personally, and that is something that needs to stop. You know why you do that, though, Fez? Why is that? Because you're a fucking asshole. (laughs) See what I did there? Yeah. Turned it around. Think about that, though. <laughs> All right, so it still has a barb to it. It still hurts a little. Maybe that's just a new stint. You're getting used to it. 
What do you do about phone calls now? Should I not go to calls? I won't go to calls anymore. I'm done no, with them. No, I want I'm done you with, to go to I'm phone done with calls. the calls. Let me get this fucking phone out of here. Get rid of it. <laughs> Fuck you. We don't need you anymore, you piece of shit phone. That really is the hotline number. We do need that. But that <laughs> thing is, is terrible. If you leave that off secured, you'll come here. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. It's good to know. That's if someone's in here trying to kill you, take that phone off and just sit here. <laughs> And then security will come in and save All right. you. Well, I'm glad that Fogarty didn't try to kill you. No, never. We had to give him the phone treatment. If I took, and, and Hicks was sitting in here, if I told you what Fogarty said to me off the air, you'd start crying. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. He's so nice. I love that guy. I wish you were here tomorrow for Jeffrey Tambor. I do, oh. too. But I honestly, I have to. Hey, now. <laughs> Jeffrey Tambor is a part of two of the top ten comedies. Who can say that? Arrested Development is a phenomenal show. Oh, I thought you had the ropers. <laughs> <laughs> and remember Jeffrey Tambor in uh, Justice for All with Pacino? And I think it was like his first role. Yeah, going nuts. And he was bananas in Going that. crazy. He was so scary. <laughs> he was. He really was. Like you were afraid of him and felt bad for him at the same time. Hey, he was very, very believable. And then to do Larry Sanders, forget it. That show is so fucking brilliant. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. You don't want to get me started with Larry Sanders, Ron. I'm not going to. <laughs> I was watching the one today where he found out his new assistant is gay and tried to get rid of him. <laughs> Scott Thompson. <laughs> so fucking funny and mean yeah. at the same time. So you're up to like season, uh, like the, almost the no, last season. Uh, no, I just tape at night and watch. Oh, okay. I have him sitting there in yeah. my house. But I would rather tape at night and just watch them randomly. Yeah. I tape it off VH1 Classic, and that way I can see my friend Eddie Trunk <laughs> throw up the devil hands, too. Yeah, well, that, that show was so good to the very last episode. That series finale is amazing with Larry Sanders. And the last a, episode is phenomenal. Oh, it's great. And it's an hour long, oh, too. Oh, man, and the way he ends it, too. You made a fucking joke out of me. I know, right? It's like his whole life yeah. has just been reduced. This is a piece of shit. It's like, wow, that's depressing, but, but brilliant. Oh, fucking Jeffrey. perfect. I love Jeffrey Tambor. I think tomorrow could be the first unmasked. I've never done this before. Just reach over and kiss the person in the mouth <laughs> as hard as I can. Just... You know what? Beanie, fuck the landscaping. You know what? You're right about that. But see, here's the these are the, like the worst kind of a mess when you actually have love yeah. for the person because you know that's a mess. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I'll come rolling in like you with your shitty interview that you did. <laughs> <laughs> come on, stop it! People that love it. The Saturday David X Sports Program. Uh, finally, somebody mentions it on this show. Michelle Beadle. I mentioned it three times. Has today. he plugged my movie thon? That's really what I need plugs with. Not one. We, oh. plugged, we plugged it once. <laughs> we or you? Did you ever plug it? I need that. You know plug. what I said to him? I said, what's the movie thought about? Is Dave showing movies like he did in Jersey? No. It's and a... he said to me, I don't know. I don't think <laughs> no, so. No, I said it was YouTube, right. the YouTube videos. <laughs> Consistently. Yeah. Consistently puts the needle in my dick hole and turns it. No, it's all our the 25 best Davey Mac uh, YouTube videos, which, yeah, Pepper is a part of. And we're just going to play him at a, a comedy club in New York City. And it's, it's the stand. A, at the stand. And uh, in New York City on June 18th. You can get tickets. <laughs> I might have to come to that, Davey. It's going to be great. <coughs> you know. How's their food? 
It's great. I don't know. A lot of vegan shit. You just buy booze. I'm, I'm, I'm showing up early, so if you want to drink, Pepper said he would show up early Everybody drink. Everybody from the stand tells me how good their food is all the time. Yeah. They're always like, we have the best food. Anywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. They're going like this. Eat. <laughs> Eat. Yeah. Well, really I did have some it. sort of weird, um, what was it, like a tuna cannoli? That was good. So. What? They had uh, something I think called a tuna cannoli. Not a cannoli. Well, they call it cannoli. It's not like a real cannoli. It's like it's a tuna, but it's like rolled and made to look like a cannoli. It's a round tuna taco. It's a weird fucking thing. I bet it's a tuna taco. But it's they, I think they call them cannolis, though, right, Pepper? We we saw the menu. I don't know. Pepper like, ain't going to back you up or on the air. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? This guy I don't know if there was tuna. I don't remember yeah, what but you never said tuna cannoli. You never said what? YouTube what? videos. Yeah, I definitely said YouTube videos. I need Everyone this, knows this food. This the only great. thing I, I need. Because, I quite frankly, I get a piece night. of the gate. I get a piece of the How gate. How big? Uh, I think it's 50%. And 50-50, like the old Catholic... Uh, Things used to do yeah, when so you're buying a ticket. Tickets are. What did it say there? With tuna cannoli? <laughs> Look, I fucking was right. Tuna cannoli, Pepper. Thanks for backing me. Son of a bitch. Do you get 10% on tuna cannoli sales? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. That's his back. <laughs> June 18th at the stand. Uh, you go to the standnyc.com and you click on shows, you buy the tickets. Uh, I'm not going to watch anything on YouTube now. Don't you watch it? Wait thing. until save you're it, there. Save it for yeah. June 18th. Yeah. You're going to have a good time. I'm getting YouTube from nieces now. Really? It's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, everyone like has... kids doing stuff, yeah. like trying to go viral. Yep. It might, might, Vine, have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. That's the new app? My daughter loves making Vine videos. She can't make enough. Five years old, by the way. Happy birthday. But anyway, she, she wants to shoot... Is she at home today, or is she at school? She's at school. Don't know why Good. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, well, she's, she's not listening. They might be listening in her class. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> The Vine uh, videos, yeah, she wants the to Vine? shoot Vine? Oh, God, that's weird. I didn't think she was into uh, John Waters stuff at that time. I'm going to see a Roger Water movie. And I thought, I'd like to see that. So, Fez, are you done? Is there anywhere else to go with this? I mean, no, I just want everyone to know I don't want to be that pissy Fez anymore. I mean, if I want to be pissy, well, it's, that's you know, story, yeah. you know, if there's like some sort of Lindsay Lohan thing, sure, I'll get pissy about it. But I just don't want to be furious all the time anymore. It's not good for me it, physically. It's not good for the show, I don't think. It's just... It's a bad place to be, and it's not a fun place to be, and that's why I've, with the mentions and the live reads, I've really been working on getting the old Fez back here and what having that under fez? control. What is the old Fez? What's that even mean? The, uh, the old Fez is this fun l- person that's Pre-gay in, Fez? Well, pre-out Fez, yeah. I mean, so... What year would you be talking? So I would say probably uh, early 2000s. Dot com days? Sure. You want to put that specific of a label on it? Yeah. That's where we were in the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah, That's dot com days. I think that's Mm -hmm. the... Those were the good Fez days. Crazy Fez days, I like to call them. Ooh. But crazy in a fun way. Yeah, not insane. Yeah, I don't think right. we need the word crazy, <laughs> Johnny. No, fun crazy, not yeah. trying to get crazy. away from crazy. Pleasant, pleasant. pleasant. Fun. Straight. Crazy. That's when you were straight, though. You weren't gay then. Oh, yeah. No, well, I, no. at that point, I was still telling people, you know, I was straight. You had a fiancé, didn't you? I at was at point? least telling people I wasn't gay. <laughs> you had a fiancé. But you didn't know that Niagara Falls. Right, yeah. But I'm trying to think of, you know, how I would put it back then. But I always... ass? I always... <laughs> Never happened. Oh Never happened. Yesterday, after the show, 
This is true. Fez told me he'd fuck Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right, I, I thought that I, was just between me and I, you. No, I'm telling you the truth. I don't want. Because remember when we we would play this game, uh, would you fuck this person or get fucked with him, right? And we found out if you were uglier, then Fez would want you to bang him. But if you were more attractive, he'd want to bang you. And he wants to bang... Wow. Um, Pepper. Talk, talk about a Vine video. I don't know. So, Pat, it would only be six seconds. <laughs> no, you're not going quiet now for three weeks, are you? I, I, maybe for a, a couple minutes, because that really puts me off. Hey, uh, Liz sets fire wants you to get a Pepper Keat uh, shirt, too. They're nice. very popular. I got like four left. So, what? I just bought you a lot of food, Pepper. Come All on, right. I'm nice to you. All right. Well, I'm not really so, nice no, to you, actually. Kind of I'm, <laughs> you really think he is? You don't think he's nice to you? He could be dickish, but he is. Our guy is a good man. If, if you know, all I ask is that you get messages I to like Ronnie, Johnny. and it's Giants. Giants a good Giants fan. I always like Giants. You know what? Oh, I love the Davy Mac, no. by the way. I haven't even spent enough fucking social time with you. Yeah. If you and Fez aren't too busy this weekend, suck it, Pep. <laughs> suck Fez's tuna can cock. By the way, I do think of that as incest. <laughs> That's incest, don't you think? I mean, yeah. it's wrong. That'd be weird. As a matter of fact. That's the thing that makes people paranoid around gays. Nope. That there's going to be incest? <laughs> yeah. No, but when you have a secret fuck fantasy. You know, Fez never wanted to fuck me, too. I'm insulted. There's like a million different him. people. It, it came up yesterday. And he didn't want to. Well, what, what's, what's the problem? And he also said he'd bang pips. Uh, Fez would bang everyone <laughs> over me. No, you'd be some... Well. In the staff, <laughs> I, I, we, we know, well. you know a couple people, like former uh, Fez people, who definitely bang. Yeah. But oh. it's never the Dave man. Me and Mooch. I fucking... No, yeah. he's turned off by you. And it's like I went to, some, you know, Nord Dame Saturdays, me and Fez, mm-hmm. back in the day. That was my fucking idea, mm-hmm. remember? Right. You also fucked a jar of jelly. So, oh. I mean, there's good... There's Are you saying this behavior that makes him unfuckable? <laughs> Am I a second. decent-looking person, Fez? <laughs> no, I gotta know. I gotta know. Yeah, you're decent. All right. Now I feel good, man. Now I want to get some fuck on. <laughs> Got some in your bag. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get, get, lube get, up. get my wet platinum lube up. Is that, from, is that butt lube? <laughs> Not even cock lube? It can work like that. It's all-purpose lube. <laughs> it can work Andy. however you want. It's a great lube. It's great. I used to be Are in you that. doing a live read right now? I don't, <laughs> I don't know about it. I used to like Astroglide, but it stays on your hands a lot. This, this, is, this is the new thing. You switch brands. Mm-hmm. Switch brands. Switch it up. Hi, I'm Dave McDonald. <laughs> Sports Radio. <laughs> Dave McDonald. I can't imagine. Pepper, you had some uh, box ready to go for us today? Yeah, I got a five. Well, are you excited about it? or Because I don't know if i got time to get to it right now. I thought you're still working on your title. Yeah, I'm still working on a title. I'm going to get it out there. Don't worry. What It'll is be it? posted. I want to know now. I'm well, you're going to find out when it gets posted. Shit. Yeah. Right, there's something at the bottom of this is like Sandy. That would be graham crackers. Yeah, I should have been. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> that would be the graham cracker crust. <laughs> I'm eating a moose. <laughs> and then I think I just took a spoon of sand. Oh, no. What's with this? We got to get some ice cream social stuff then. What kind of toppings do they have? I don't know. It's My hard. favorite, Reese's Pieces of Buttercups. Oh, yeah. That's a nice one. What would you have it with, though? You just wanted uh, to say that. I wanted to say it with vanilla, uh, mint chocolate chip and chocolate syrup. Oh, I like I like uh, the vanilla, though. Yeah. You're vanilla. not an ice cream guy. Oh, no. I love ice cream. It's good. It's good for the small either. stomach. It glides through You there. like the, uh, what is the Italian? 
Gelato? Yeah. No, I eat uh, Ben and Jerry's Froyo. Mm-hmm. Is my gelato? Hey, gelato. <laughs> I like Italian hey, ices. Oh, hey, oh, we don't even call it that from where I come from. You call it? I know you call it water, water ice. Water ice. Water yeah, ice we call it Italian ices. I, by the way, am very happy that Pepper is not cursing because now I won't feel as bad when I ride down the Jersey Shore with my mother in the car and I don't have to hear oh, you yeah. say fuck sixteen thousand times. Does she really get offended? Yeah. No, she actually remember what she, of I, she called in the one time and I think my mother even cursed on the air. My mother said. I think my mother said fuck on the air yeah, once here. I was she kind said, of I want to fuck you, Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Which so was good. okay. I'm okay with that. Now, are you going to tell baby, your girlfriend, about this? <laughs> about what? About you and Fetty. Oh, yeah, I'll let her know. You're offended. You're, I see you're a little fucking red-assed about this. I'm a little weird right. out because was, I was out of the room when he did it. Yeah, okay. That makes that, because that means it's like a secret or something. It was a secret. It was. <laughs> it, it was, was a secret. Until a couple minutes ago. But, I, but, but, but what, he has a right I, to know if someone's stalking him. What yeah, am I supposed to do? I have two people in here. One I said I wouldn't fuck. The other one I said I would, and they're both offended. <laughs> yeah, There's I know. no winning. I want to trade places. I'm offended because I don't know where I stand in this whole thing, Fez. Well, I'll tell you this. It's Changed. Because <laughs> <laughs> was a chubby chaser? I don't know. Either, one either way, way just know. <laughs> one way or the other. You're either <laughs> heading in to the, be- the-, the beast or, or away. You don't know. It's different now. <laughs> How much of a money would Pepper it would take for to get fucked by Fez? No amount. I don't There's want to You're really offended, for real. <laughs> yeah. I would let Feds fuck me, honestly, right now for $12,000. See, this is one of and the I'm things being dead serious. that Just happens to you, Fez, where yeah. you're sitting around talking about your feelings all the time, right? <laughs> right, yes. You don't understand that you've got a co-worker upset right now, <laughs> nor care. do you give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, and that care. is the Fez Watley story. That as much as you want everyone to react to, to you and think to you, for real, he's pissed off, and for real, you don't give a shit. Well, I, th- I personally, I thought if I, what if I said there was no way I would ever want to touch Pepper Hicks? He's just, hideous. Just so you know this, it's <laughs> about back to about you again. And it has nothing to do with how he feels. <laughs> and you were defensive, or you're coming up with things. But for real, you saw him look over and go, that, that's not fucking cool. You did something more. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this can happen when you have a friend that's a chick, where you just be like, no, we talk about it all the time. We'd love to fuck you. And she's like, well, yeah. I <laughs> thought this was a safe place. <laughs> Four minutes away from a gangbang at any given time. <laughs> yeah, that's right, you are. So you think it's going to be a gangbang now? Possibly. Who he He just added added four more guys. Mad dog. He loves Chris Russo, man. (laughs) Hey, 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 buddy. (laughs) Hey, buddy. (laughs) Hey, come on. Talking to you about the world of Chris Pepper Stanley. Do we get to keep these shot glasses? Yes. You can take them home. Fuck yeah. Let's collect them home. There's four of them. One of them's in the middle of the street somewhere because it fell because the bag got wet. God damn it to hell. Because there's always a five set. I'll get you another one if you need. So that Pep, there's your thing. That's what your uncomfortability is worth. Yeah, that's he. He 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 nailed it. Right, figuratively. He'd like yeah. to as well. Yeah, then you've done real life too. Just the behind the back thing is what hurts. Now, say this is a joke to him. Yeah, now <laughs> you too. feel like are you mad at me at all? No, because you, you let it be known. I want it. I, let it be known. Uh, believe me, I didn't sleep a wink last night. I'm like, he's got to find out. Thank you. On the air. <laughs> <laughs> I only wish I was taping it. I don't see what the problem is, Pepper. I mean, 
No one cares about Pepper's feelings. No. No one ever does. You have them? He does. I have some. Say, yeah, just push down. Push them down inside. by the cigarettes and the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> That's the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> well, I just you know? wanted to go in <laughs> It's just weird for me that now I find out I work with two gay guys. <laughs> one gay guy. You're not gay? Nope. You but sure? a lot of gay guys want to bang you if you really think about it. Well, I'm sorry. That I'm seems so kind of gay. I'm sorry. Larry Sanders' assistant wants to fuck Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Call back <laughs> from hey, a commercial. Pepper, I'm Scott Thompson. Hi, Scott. That fuck you. Right. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> That's good. I mean, that he wants to get banged. That means he's an attractive person. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just embrace it? Well, here's the thing. If Fez wants to bang you, it means that you're straight. That's one thing I've <laughs> Wait, known. So that, over... Then that means I'm gay. If he doesn't that... want to bang me, <laughs> no. He's just. Mm. I can't believe I wouldn't get anything. Not like a fucking hand job. You got the lube. <laughs> and when did you cut your hair? Four thousand dollars yesterday. I got a uh, thing. Oh, I, I'm, I'm thinking about doing the same thing for the summer. I'm Pepper. I want you to join me. Me and you together. <laughs> you We're going to get nice summer, nice summer cuts. Um, I I walked in. I said I just want a little trim, and I walk out looking like fucking Roger Maris. Uh, you know, I, I I asked the woman for a haircut, not a fucking Dick Tracy fucking buzz cut for Christ's yeah, sake. Yeah, you know. I mean, what the hell? I said, I want to look good for Michelle Beadle. I want to be like, listen, this is the face of NBC uh, crossover. And I, I heard them say, uh, Flat Top will be in the room yeah, to talk to you in just a second. <laughs> when, and uh, I got the short, I, I actually got a buzz cut in um, 1995 uh, going into school in high school, and I was wearing a plaid shirt, and everyone called me Forrest Gump. <laughs> I'm like I hate I hate everyone. I, I, I'm, I'm convinced barbers just like have footage of like me getting a haircut and then laugh at it, like watch it and laugh because I never ask for my haircuts to be this fucking short. And, that short? and every time I come out, I'm like, what the fuck happened to my hair? Take well, your headphones off for a second. Let me see. Take shorter than I wanted. Run for it. <laughs> I'm retarded. Right. I'm investing in Apple. Come on, Dave. I'm investing in fruit. Co- I'm so retarded, I don't even know it's computers. That's, well, that's not how I'm just think it's fruit because it's Apple. I'm stupid. That's, that's mean. Dumb no. retard. certain point, that's mean. Was Forrest Gump one of the celebrity haircut photographs that they always have up in the window? I'll take the forest. Make me as 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 awful looking as possible. I already have red hair. Now fucking cut it to the sides. I would get that or I'd get Sandlot. Now I'm like, I'm not fucking fat. You're calling me Sandlot because the kid with the red hair? You oh, fucking yeah. asshole. They hate everyone with that red hair already. Now, where did you get the hepatitis eyes? What did you have to go extra for that? I am having perpetual sunburn because my parents have me working on their yard every goddamn day. I can't believe they have you in the sun. Because one time I walked down the block with him in the summer. And watched him, watched him start to burn and I bubble like he was I like put, in a pizza oven. I put I I put on SPF three thousand and I still get fucking burned. I went to a dermat. You know, I had cancer. I had skin cancer when? on my head. When fucking so, not aware six eight months ago, and she scraped it off. Oh, that's heading to your lungs now. <laughs> That's I mean, they got it off the outside, not the inside. The inside is traveling. How much did they charge you for that? My 280 bucks. I'll do it for 50 next time. (laughs) But my dermatologist, she had me take my shirt off. This was just yesterday I saw my dermatologist, Dr. Miller. I'll give her a shout out. (laughs) (laughs) It's more than Pepper does for you. (laughs) And uh, she had me take my shirt off and get get back to the Surprise tattoo. She starts laughing. She goes, who are these people? (laughs) I go, that's the fucking Sopranos. Not really. She goes, that doesn't look like her. No, it doesn't. I go, thanks. 
Thanks a fucking bunch. We had uh, David Chase in here, and we showed him your back, and he's like, we go, look at this. He goes, what am I looking at? <laughs> <laughs> and he is the creator. Why do I look at Gene Simmons and Don Rickles? Oh, that's supposed to be Tony and Meadow? All right, you put a little something together for us, right, Chris? Yeah, I got a five. All right, what exactly you got? The five great comics who died too soon. Oh. <laughs> I know at least what's got to be the first one. What's your first one? Uh, I was going to say Bell Hicks has to be uh, my first one. I know Pepper's a huge fan. He's made the list. Sure, of course he did. Uh, Sam Kinison is on the list. Did not make the list. Wow! That's fucking weird, dude. How is What? That? How the hell? That's weird. Can I choose again? Go ahead. Lenny Bruce. Got to be on the list. Did not make the list. Okay. Well, let's go and fucking the ice cream social then. <laughs> I had this. Right all right, now. I'm gonna give you one. I had to say this to his. I just said this to his partner not too long ago, and it's a true story. That when this gentleman died, I knew I must have taken it hard because my mom checked on me twice. Oh. She called me. She's like, "You okay?" Oh. And now it's a rough time. That's John nice. Belushi. Did not make the list. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, not ice list. cream it's social, on. Yeah. Ice cream social. List. You know what? Everything yeah. that fucking day uh, that Fez wants to do to you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to happen now. Well, Fez should fucking pulp fiction pepper. <laughs> I want to see a fucking little say. orange ball in his mouth. <laughs> um, oh, God. I, I know one that has to hit. <laughs> we ought to call him uh, White with more sounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious that Pepper chose uh, 90s guys. So oh, sure. uh, Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg's on the list. Right. So now I know is. where he's going. Course no sense is. of history. No Lenny Bruce or no Sam Kinison or John Candy. John no. Candy's got to be on the list. Not on the list. Jesus Christ. What's with he's this more... guy? What's with you, Johnny? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, we got to go to the 90s, so I'm going to go Tommy Boy. That's good. Did not make the list. <laughs> I don't know what's on the list now. What's yeah. on the list? What's this guy from your neighborhood? Oh. <laughs> What do we got so is far? Richard Hicks? Pryor on the Hicks list? and Hedberg. How about Richard? I mean, Richard Pryor. Was Richard Pryor on the list? I, too young. I know. I just throw, I don't know. You're he's th- too young to be on your list? No. He's no, he not too young. He didn't die. Oh, this is a young. really good thing. What age do you have to be if you're too young to die? Because really, 70 is still too young yeah, to die. You're right. I think it's got to go with career, though. His career arc was kind of, I mean, Pryor was at the top. Yeah, his career arc was bad because he fucking lit himself on fire and he had fucking... No, No, I mean, he went through a full career arc where some of these other guys maybe didn't get to the full point where Pryor did. I'm saying he was, like, past, not past his prime, but he was into his prime where some of these guys who we've all said but not are on the list weren't in their prime yet. I can't even think of another one. Hold on, then. So we're saying... If you stink and you're old, you died too young. <laughs> you, you deserve to die. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking Johnny Johnny's like, <laughs> he's 90. He's dead. It's a shame because he never went anywhere. He was a baby. Um, All right, so you're saying you have to die and we expect a lot more out of you. Yeah. So you're now saying that Sam was on his way down when he died. That Sam Kansas one is re- preposterous. Because he didn't make the list. Are you Sorry. saying Belushi had already passed his prime? 
Is, are you I'm not, trying to figure out what you're saying. Well, maybe here. he's not considering. Hobo bait. <laughs> Hobo bait, really. Are you no. not considering John Bellucci as like a, a comedian? Because he doesn't do stand up? Is that what the problem is? More an actor. Okay. So he, it's got to be stand up. Com- yes, comedic actor. Okay, I'll run over to SNL and tell them they're not in the comedy business. <laughs> I'll be right back. He's just thinking pure stand ups. Okay. Um, how about well, Kurt Cobain? Is, is stand up <laughs> in the title? Is stand up in the title? It's comedian. All right, hold on. Why don't change it to this? They laid down before they could stand up. <laughs> like comics. that. I like that. Um, stand up, Hedberg, Bill Hicks. I can't believe Lane Bruce isn't there either. He was past his prime, according. Yeah. Uh, I don't see that. Who the fuck? Dick Sean? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he died on the Tonight Show set. Oh, no, he died on stage. I got, I got a guy. About, I got a guy. I got a guy. Patrice. I was just going to say Patrice O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill, of course. Made the list. So, uh, All right. I would throw but you know what just got to me about that? That actually made me feel bad again because I was like, oh, that's right. I forgot Patrice. Yeah, man, that sucks. Way to bring that back up. This is a fucking happy bit you got. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just take a look back. Now, Patrice was, when he died, everyone decided, oh, I loved him. Really, Rolling Stone? Yeah. Because wouldn't this thing have been so much better a year or two ago, mm-hmm. this article that you wrote? I mean, he was only doing Arrest Development and all these other amazing stand-up specials. Okay. So that's three. It's five people? Five. You got to get two more. Who the fuck? Can you say if they're black or white? <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll they're get... all black. <laughs> <laughs> There's one white person. Oh, I know. Robin, what's his name? That comic. Uh, oh, Robin Harris. The funniest fucking man I've ever seen in my life. Nope. Did not make the list. Now, you guys know Robin Harris. He was in um, Do the Right Thing, sitting on the corner. Oh, I love that guy. And he was in uh, the Kid and Play movie. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly who he is. I'm from a small town called Fresh Off a Cop's Ass. Yeah. Oh, God, he's fucking funny. You know what? Oh, sticking b- stick with. That's Ber- right. Ber- uh, what's his name? Bernie? Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. Sticking with the black thing. He's there. Did right? not make it. No. Oh, that's crazy, Pep. He was not even the hit fucking TV show at the time. It was in Ocean's Eleven movies. He was going towards more of an acting route. He's still a stand-up, dude. Yeah, he was a pure stand-up. That uh, comedy thing that they did where there was black stand-ups, King the, the Kings of Comedy, where they sold out these huge places before white people even know who they were. <laughs> They're like, wait, what? How are they doing Five Nights at the Spectrum? Who are these guys? <laughs> And he headlined that tour. Yeah. Bernie Mac has to be there. Didn't make the list. That's nuts. There's only five. It's called It's a Five. You know what's great about Bernie Mac is, like, as as great as he would do, he still felt like he wasn't getting the respect that he deserved. He was always funny that way. Yeah, Like you said, he's in Ocean's Eleven. He's pissed. (laughs) (laughs) He's so funny, that movie. I'll watch Mr. 3000 anytime. Yeah. Um, How many more we got to get here? Two. two it's got to be a black Jesus. guy and a white guy, too. I can't believe Bernie Mac in this. So if it's a Any black guy. Any Chinese guys in there? No Chinese guys. <laughs> a billion fucking people in China. Not one of them died early. Pat Morita didn't make the list? <laughs> God, he's good. <laughs> he's really <laughs> funny. He's horrible. Didn't make it. <laughs> um, is it Hispanic or is it actually a black person? I'll give it yeah, it's Hispanic. Okay, it's, uh, what's his face? Freddie, Freddie Prince. Uh, Freddie, Freddie Prince. Prince made it. He made the list. See, now, Freddie Prince over Sam Kinison and Lenny Bruce. Well, Freddie uh, Prince, when he was 22 years old, that's ridiculous. But he shot too. himself. Yeah. If fucking Sam could have shot himself at 22, he didn't. Yeah, that's, that's true. Sam and was an accident, unlike Freddie Prince. But let's say this, Pepper. Yeah. You get an opportunity to go see, there's two fucking doors 
you're going to go in and see stand-up. Yeah. Freddie Prince, Sam Kinison. I'm going to go see Freddie Prince. Oh, you're such <laughs> a fucking liar. My mom loved the guy. <laughs> the little dog in the back was, was bouncing. Bah, 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 bah. He never was. You're a liar. You're a liar. Okay. Which one of you is the liar? You both could be, for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> one more. One more. One left. I'm thinking you're going to go with John Ritter. No, no, no. He's John doing stand ups. No, no, yeah. John Ritter never did a moment of stand up. <laughs> um, let's see here. Although he was great in Sling Blade. Um, That's not stand up. No, it's not. It isn't. <laughs> White guy is the last one? White person. Jesus, there's so many of them. <laughs> I know. Brian Regan, is he still alive? <laughs> Very much. He's doing well. <laughs> I know. I just He's wanna... selling out everywhere. I know he is. In the um, Midwest. How about uh, what decade is this guy famous for? Just give us that. Please. Wait, like, give us one thing 70s, for Christ's sake. 70s, 70s and 80s, 80s and died <laughs> young. Wait, yeah, that was, that's two decades. Decade it's so late 70s into the 80s. Do the fucking math. Oh. Right, 78 to 81 he lived. Ah, <laughs> uh, I got it. Uh, Jay Kaufman. Leno's brother? Andy Kaufman? Bingo. Nah, I was going to say he got, he, he, he gave it to me without late 70s. we're not acting like Andy Kaufman was on the downside of his career? I mean, he had giant things that he did early on. Yeah. But he, uh, he, he didn't know what was coming up because he got so sick. And he, I don't even know if he's still dead or alive yet. There's still that whole, you know. That's the mistake. He's wanted, <laughs> dead or alive. He was already Latka. He was Latka, absolutely. And he was Extra Latka. <laughs> My favorite thing he ever did was on uh, the David Letterman show when he said he was adopting three kids. And it was three grown black men. <laughs> <laughs> Three adult black guys. The, the funniest thing he ever did was that shit with Jerry Lawler. It was. That great. was yeah. when him and Lawler were fucking yeah. slapping each other and he was yelling fuck back on early 80s yeah. TV. There was another thing when David Letterman used to have like a morning show before he was on at night. So Andy had come out and he put the stuff all over his lip, right? <laughs> like it was like the show that he had the big ugly fucking like fever blister or something. <laughs> So, but under like the hot lights, it started to melt and drip down, and it was just like not getting over with the morning lady audience, and it was the funniest shit you've ever seen. Him and Lawler was the, the greatest the work in Lawler history, thing, man. Yeah, that that punch, the real punch, is so vicious. I mean, I know he was they, in on they it. They don't but... fucking pull on yeah. TV. Oh. They just they'll just fucking say it's a total. I mean, it's so hard. Here it is. Ow. But I did stuff with wrestlers before, and they would say, "Now when we get out there, this is going to hurt." You yeah. know what I mean? Like they will, they just a big part of being a wrestler is putting up with the pain. Yeah, you, you can't fake like getting slapped, I guess. Well, I'll tell you, we got slapped today. I think with the Kennison thing. Yeah. We saw a whole Pepper's side of Pepper. Question. He, he hates Sam Kinson. He hates Kevin Smith. Didn't put him on that 40 directors thing. Well, Kevin Smith is still alive, technically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no He's Gilda great. Radner. People are bringing up. No, no Gilda. Not a woman here. No woman. Sexist. <clears throat> yeah. Well, he's, he's, for five. he's gay. He is. No, just a gay man is interested in me. Oh, that doesn't okay. make me I gay. I get confused sometimes. I know uh, a lot of this was set up. Fez's name could have been on it if he would have given in to Popcorn, Fanboy, and some of the people who really tried to hurt him. Are you going to reach out and apologize to Popcorn now? 
I, I will apologize to Popcorn. I'll do it right here, right now, too. Uh, Popcorn, it was ridiculous to get that upset over an intern. So I do apologize. I think over an intern is kind of, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, it was just a regular like person. Like you're not worth different. anything. Well, should you be apologizing to Fast Freddy then? Because that meltdown is still legendary. And well, Freddy, I haven't heard from since. No. I try to get him to call my show every so often. He won't do it. Uh, he does, but we haven't heard from him in a while. we got to get no. him on soon. His characters you? stink. <laughs> you didn't like sweet shits? No. Sweet shit. They <laughs> weren't well thought out at all. No. No. All right, we're going to be back. we got to um, take a break here. But we're going to do a quick question when we get back. And I'm going to leave it up to the guys. What is easier in life, to go through a sincere life or a cynical life? Because this came from a debate that a friend of ours uh, had, and she wrote it in to us, sincerity versus cynicism. Now, it's weird when you got a cynical guy like Johnny sitting here, you know, where everything's like... Oh, a plane crash. Let me try to come up with a funny tweet about it. He was doing Oklahoma City jokes. I don't, so I don't think I did. I, that wasn't me. Who was the woman who got in trouble? Oh, that woman that uh, Winstead or something. You try to sell Liz, to me fucking every four weeks. He's always like, Liz Winstead. Um, Ron, would you like to have the creator of The Daily Show? Yeah. And I'm like, of John Stewart's Daily Show? No, the one before that. <laughs> like, no. And she left on their bad terms, I believe, right? Every four weeks, he tries to book her on this you show. Sure, you sure you don't want her? <laughs> Why and do you keep bringing her up? Wouldn't she make a good amount? <laughs> she just shows up. Her name just shows up on lists, and I just say it out loud. She's no Michelle Beadle, that Liz Winstead. Who is, though? How are you, how are you and the Beatles doing? Well, great, Ronnie. You, 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 do you, you try to put see- that joke in? Do you and your sister call yourself the Beatles? <laughs> I should have. She's a little bit like Cameron Diaz. She's a pleasant person. I, I expect to be on NBC, the crossover. Cameron Diaz? She looks more like Ron Diaz. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He's on. a very good-looking man. I know, but wow. to call a woman a man is That's old. <laughs> Michelle, if you're listening, Ron did not mean that. <laughs> well, she might be. I don't know. Zeno, Zeno was running the board for me, too. And he keeps doing this. Does Pepper do this when, when you're talking? He keeps going like this. He's flashing his fucking hands on me like he's a third base coach. And I'm trying to talk to Michelle Beadle. Here's I'm going to do. Pepper will. He's flashing hands. When I'm it? not in this studio, Pepper will do stuff where he writes things down on paper. And he'll say like 510. And then I'll be talking with somebody. And I'll get this. <laughs> Fucking paper airplanes in your eyeball. <laughs> it's just constantly. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going like. You should get. You should make up ever be like a cue card guy, like the fucking you know. Who was the cue card guy who used to call in all the time from Letterman? Oh, Wally. Wally, Wally, yeah. Who I just saw the other night on Letterman. Uh, no, not on Letterman. He does SNL. He yeah, runs he does- his own cue card business. Wow. We ought to try to get all... He's one of the most interesting people. That's cool. And great everybody who ever comes in here who does SNL knows Wally because he's fucking great at it. But he told me the best thing. He will always do it for the the uh, the host, that week's host. Right? Uh-huh. He says, some of these people, the beginning of the week, they're like, this is your cue card guy. He's like, yeah. Hey. But they're trying to meet all the stars and everything. Yeah. But as the week goes along and they get closer, they start panicking. And they're like, well, Wally, where exactly are you going to go? <laughs> Thank you. So you'll be right there. You know how fast I like it. Because it's a really tough thing. Yeah. But he, he runs a business. 
uh, for that. I think he might have been. I, I think I might have saw him at the, the Celebrity Apprentice finale. He, they had the cue card guy there, and I, I want to say it was him. Probably, yeah, yeah, I don't think there's it a lot NBC. of guys that can do it. There's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it's an art form. Well, I've, from doing like TV commercials and shit, they'll just like have anyone do it. And you're like, dude, stop it with the cue cards. I'll, I'll memorize it. But stop standing in front of me and slowly going. <laughs> like they just annoy you. You're yeah. trying to concentrate. Right. So you have to be able, you, you have to almost be in that person's head. Uh, all right, so we'll uh, be back, and we will uh, talk about this when we get back. And think of yourself. Are you a cynical person, sincere person? Okay. Ryan Fest Show. Fez show, a uh, quick question went up. This is from our friend Leslie, because she was in a debate about this at work. Cynicism versus uh, a life of sincerity. That is the big question. Um, Davey Mack, how do you see yourself? I see myself definitely not a cynic. I definitely see myself as a sincere person. And somewhat don't like or cynics or certainly people who are overly cynic. I mean, everything they, they have a problem with. You know, when people are overly cynical, it gets on my nerves a little bit. So I see myself as sincere. How would you say Chris Stanlius? I would say he is... That's a really tough... You know what? I, I would say Pepper's sincere, too. I don't think he's overly cynical. What would you think, Pep? I feel like I'd like to be more sincere, but I'm a miserable kind of angry dude, so I think that comes out in cynicism. Mm. And I think that, that that makes me more towards cynicism. But I realize that I have that pro I think it's, I think it's a problem to be that negative. Do you think being totally sincere is a problem? Yeah, because you, you don't want to be wet behind the ears fucking right. and, fresh off the rhubarb and truck. You, you also don't, don't need to be like a talk show audience member who has to be like, listen, I, I get to say whatever I want. You know, like one of those people who feels like they have to always give their opinion on things. Mm. Sometimes people don't need to hear the truth all the time. You know, just because you have an opinion and you're sincere about it doesn't mean that everyone else needs to know it. All right, what would you guys say, Fezzes? Cynic. Cynic. I would. I would say I'm very cynical. I think it's just uh, it's an attitude of just expecting things to go wrong. What's the next horrible thing that's going to happen? Very see, cynical. I knew you when you had a ton of sincerity. Now, I know everybody is not all sincere right. or all cynical. Um, but I think cynicism particularly in a society, is a learned thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I look at, you look at geek culture. What used to be about 
sincerity. Hey, look, this thing that I like might not be cool, but it gives me great pleasure, so I'm going to wear it around. Now has turned so cynical where in mass people turn. You know, in mass people decide... Oh, we used to like that, and now we hate it. Yeah. Or I've decided I hate it. I can tell you, there are people who were cynical about, just like the uh, basketball fans who were cynical about this last uh, Knicks-Pacers series, because they thought, well, the NBA is going to fix it so that the Knicks get in against the Heat. And you're like, why are you watching basketball if you're that cynical? About the sport, they, you, that, you're so cynical you think there's going to be a conspiracy theory where the refs are going to throw the game for the Knicks. Then don't watch basketball, in my opinion. No, I know what you're saying. Why not just turn on it? Why not do something? Yeah, go watch a different sport. Yeah, with it. It's a weird angle to have. See, I totally want to be sincere in the way that I see certain things in the universe. Art, I want to be as sincere as possible as I can. Nature, I I think I want that relationship to be there. Politics, the cynicism comes from seeing things that have happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seeing that the game is kind of being played by people. Now, do I, do I want to be sincere about some of those things? Absolutely, I do. And I do. There's some people that are, like, considered square that there's a lot that I admire about them. And I'm going to give you a people... Mormons. I don't know what it is about those people, but if I look at them long enough, my mood starts to turn up a little bit. I'm like, yeah, they seem like they're doing some shit here. You know, with like politics, you might not necessarily be totally cynical, but skeptical, you know, and I think there is a slight difference in, in someone who's either a cynic or someone who's a skeptic. Because it, you've seen so much bad stuff yeah. that you don't feel like something's going to happen. I think that's more of like a skeptic thing, you know, rather than cynical, you know. Cynical being a mo- nothing matters. Right. And what if it exactly. did? Exactly. Now, when it comes to the bands you love, do, do you feel cynical about them? No. I, not at all. I'm like, you know, we've had this discussion where I don't care, you know, the, when people get mad at the Rolling Stones for putting out, you know, Bridges of Babylon. I'm like, it's the Rolling Stones. I love them. I'll always support them. And I'm, it's never going to change. It really is weird, and I was thinking about this today, of like, how much do you need from a band before you're like, yeah, that was great. And even though the rest of the stuff I I don't like. You know, when Fogarty said something to me today that I'm going to keep thinking about, that he said that that Dave Grohl and him decided the hardest thing to do was to write a great rock song, right? A great rock song. Uh Rock's fucking hard. Yeah. Think of even some of your favorite bands they might only have two or three that are yeah. that, you know, tear the roof off the place right. type of song. Most people, if they have one, it's their kind of born to run song <laughs> yeah, that they will constantly. end with. Yeah, and you can have a huge career and only have one or two of those great rock songs and have the rest of them be power ballads. I'm going to keep thinking about that, though, of just the difficulty. And yet most time, like people, like you said, getting pissed at the guys who wrote Satisfaction, Doesn't make sense Jumping to me. Jack Flash, 
Or, you know, people, and by the way, you're, you're, it's, it's a stupid outlook, in my opinion, because then they, they still are capable of performing something brilliant. Like the people who were getting mad at Woody Allen, like the late 90s, I had a lot of like friends and stuff. Like, I, I don't like it. Well, then guess what? Then I don't want you seeing Midnight in Paris. Right. Or Matchpoint. Or Vicky, you know, Christina Barcelona. You, you don't deserve that. Which, by the way, are three great movies that he made after people were acting like he should have stopped exactly. years ago. Exactly. Well, you know what? Then don't, you don't get and, that. And by the way, he had, what, 18 straight fucking classic films yeah, before you decided to fuck in, him? In 18 years. Right. <laughs> Sometimes twice a fucking year. So let's uh, get off. Fez, you see yourself as being cynical, right? Yes, very much. What do you gain from that? Um, I think, in my case, I think it's not risking saying I like something to hear anyone say, well, that's stupid, you shouldn't like that, or I hated that. Because, I've, you know, one of my problems is, you know, thinking I need to be right all the time or trying to be normal and in the group. So by being cynical, I never express something was good just to hear, so I don't yeah, hear but, it was bad. But, but you say that. Now, Dave likes Wilco more than the rest of us do. I mean, he loves them. Yeah, Hicks loves fish Hell yeah. more than the rest of us do. Why aren't they... They're not thrown out of any group or whatever. What makes you think that you have to like the same things? Because I do think that's part of the geek thing. And I saw Harrison Ford said this. He goes... People forget Empire got the worst reviews of the three movies. Mm. Empire got the worst fan support mm. when it came out of the three movies, and they all decided that they liked Jedi better. Then as the years went by, and these fucking children grew up in the men, they decided the dark movie was better. Yeah. Um, That's right. And you're one of the people that turned with that. Oh, the yeah. geeks just repeat each other. You know what I mean? They're supposed to be outsiders, yeah. and they just say everything in mass. So what would be wrong, let's say, if you said in front of some of these geek people, Jedi was my favorite? I don't, because when people would start throwing back things like Ewoks and stuff like that, I don't think I would be able to defend it. Why do you have to defend it? Why wouldn't yeah. you say Ewoks give me pleasure? <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, you don't I like have... the fucking Ewoks. Get yeah. off my back. Yeah, that that would be like someone saying, I can't believe you're eating string beans, and you pushing them away. <laughs> yeah, they're dumb. I want candy. You know what I mean? Like, what do you give a fuck? I, I think it's a whole thing of just fe feeling not normal and trying to squeeze myself in with everybody else. I think it's just it's a bad habit of that. I, I'll give you an example. That office finale... Uh, the other week, I went into that so cynical. I said, there's no way this show can pull off a decent finale. I thought I was right. But, yeah. you know, but I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't going to enjoy but, that finale are, are, no matter what happened, so are I think. You, were you a fan of the show? See, I, I don't understand the, the mentality that some people get where they were a fan of something, but then they hate it, but they're still watching it. Like, if you don't like something anymore, then why, why do you still watch I don't get that. When there's so many things to be involved yeah, in in the stuff. world. You can take there's a so walk. many books that you haven't read. <laughs> Go for a walk on the beach. Yeah. You know, there's there's so many films. There's so many places you haven't visited. Yeah, There has to be something that people get. Which, by the way, when people think that cynicism is cool, 
Miles Davis was the fucking birth, the the fucking birth of cool, and that music, his heart is on the outside of his chest. Jack Kerouac's entire fucking book on the road is about finding things to love, right. finding experiences to love, finding things to adore. It's not about being aloof, and it's not about being protective of yourself. I mean, especially with the internet, it's created so many naysayers and people who just need to bitch. That's the whole internet is. I now. saw this uh, thing the other day that he compared. I can't remember where I read it, and I'd love to give him credit. But he compared it to Fight Club, where these people are really Ed Norton at his job, but they're writing as if they're Tyler Durden <laughs> as Brad Pitt. You know what I mean? And yeah. They're just these badasses. And I, I think, yeah, and... Uh, I don't know why people. I, I don't know why you would be afraid to like something. I it, I I feel like I could if some I I always second guess myself to begin with, and I would think I have if someone didn't like something I liked, I would think, well, yes, so you do have shit for taste, Fez. <laughs> see, here's the thing: all you bring now to situations is an agreement. That's all you bring. So you're just nodding as other people are saying this works or this doesn't work. You're just a nod now. You have not brought anything to it. Also, if you're steadfast in your enjoyment of that, then you can actually teach people others and help people others. I'm constantly – people are, are often cynical about Bob Dylan, and I feel like I'm almost the Bob Dylan distributor. And I say I, – I try to p- turn people on to – like you have heard – so little Bob Dylan music, and yet people think they're cynics, and they think that they've heard it all. Well, they hear somebody else saying, oh, he can't the voice. sing. I get it. Yeah, I you know. know. And that started funny. exactly during fucking We Are the World. That's when that all started off. Hey, he's not like a regular guy. Um, huh. No, he isn't a fucking regular guy. But, yeah, he's extraordinary. Exactly. What I'm saying is if Fez you know, sticks with his convictions of what he likes, then he could teach other people. So I'm constantly trying to show people, listen, listen to this Bob Dylan song. I, I guarantee you, you, you like it. And a lot of times they, they, they do. Um, the lovely Janice has sent us presents again. And how many times do we ask her, please don't say us, send us presents. She sends me Opus X. Fantastic that cigars. Good, that's a good quality? It's phenomenal. Okay. It's phenomenal quality. Because I was thinking about getting you some white owls. That's <laughs> what I would expect out of you, Dave. What flavor? I got that 7-Eleven. I have mint. Is there a mint? Go peach. Um, um, here's uh, Tony. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how's it going there today, guys? Yeah. Davey Matt, glad to hear you. Glad to hear you. Hey, uh, this is one of my favorite subjects. Me and my daughter discuss this a lot because she's, you know, into music and movies. And when you hear people talk about, oh, well, I'm a Lucas fan, you know, but oh, I can't stand this or I can't stand that just because he went in a different direction or like musically. Like, we both like corn. And then you hear these people go, oh, well, you know, there was so much better before this album or that album or, or a Metallica. Well, they were better before the Black album. As long as it's musically good, if they're not out there just banging and breaking strings. If you're a fan of whatever it is, you, you should be a fan of the direction they take you in. Otherwise, just keep listening to the same shit over and over again. Yeah, so that's the amazing that. thing is you'll always have that album that you love. Yeah. You can't lose that if you still really can 
if you still really care about it. There are certain bands that I like for a period, right? But if you said to me, are you a fan of them? I'm like, yeah. I love those fucking guys. Mm-hmm. But it might just be a, for a three-year period. A lot of people always say that about bands, too. Like, I like their first two albums. That's like a, just such a cliche. Like, that's it, all also the albums. Has, it also has a lot to do with you, of what you were like when those first huh. two albums came out. A lot of times people think it's their high school years because they were just open to things. Or their college years because they had some fucking long-haired roommate who taught them about things that weren't back in their you know, hometown. Um you do, and I'm going to quote once again, the outsiders, you do want to stay gold, pony boy. You know what I mean? You do want to be open to be touched. The other side of it is sometimes you get hurt when you stay open to things. What's so bad about that? Risk reward. Mm. You know? It looks like you ate all that food that's sitting in front of you. <laughs> the empty containers are simply in front of me. I don't know how they got here. Here's the problem with this room. There's nowhere for the stink to go. <laughs> and any food immediately starts to smell hideous. All right, here's my friend Janice. Janice. Hi, Ronnie. you got to stop sending us stuff. Well, it was the anniversary of my aneurysm, and you guys just don't know how much you helped save me. My, I was in... The hospital from May 9th to Christmas Day, and even though I only have one memory of the whole time being away, is uh, Mike told me he used to hook the MiFi up, and all night I would listen to Ron and Fez, wow. and uh, we really credited that with uh, me getting back. Oh, that's nice. So, uh, David Mac's sports program at all, or on Saturdays? Or? Well, this was four years ago. <laughs> okay. So you were you were part of the show. Okay, then. oh, four years ago. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah so gonna, special. Oh, I was there. I was. I was yeah, it was great. <laughs> special delivery. Special delivery. Talk about two guys who ended up hating each other. Is <laughs> that true? I'm gonna do. Tim wants me to do his pre-show to plug the movie thon. What is it again? What is it called? The pre-show after show? I always forget the fucking name of it. Pre-cum. <laughs> Sam's pre-cum. Oh. Well, it's too it, nice, Janice. No, oh, it just—it's funny, and plus, you know, I, uh, hey, four I still years practice ago. my phone number, and I can't remember <laughs> it. And it's like I'm my own. Post give Ron so. cigars. He gives Pepper cigarettes. <laughs> I mean, nothing for the Dave man here. You're thinking about buying. Yours is you're gonna have some of the. Uh, you're gonna get a pack of cigarettes. This, this is more for for his daughter than him, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's from all of us. But fifth, uh, Happy. fifth birthday, uh, Janice. I mean, you know, I'm sorry about your damn brain aneurysm, but I mean. What is she obsessed with your daughter now? Uh, Mario. Mm. And she dresses up like Princess Peach. And kind of, The good thing about little kids, though, is that they, they want to see the, the Mario on, on TV, but that, that, that just means I get to play it. Right. And they, they, they just get to watch, you know? Because so, it's like a cartoon for them. So I, I don't mind. I'm like, all right, I'll play some fucking I Mario. I got nieces and nephews. What's this building game that kids are into? Minecraft. All right. Yes, they I heard about this. go on YouTube to watch other people's Minecrafts. And they follow people that are their favorites. Yeah, um, this was, uh, I heard about this from that uh, Time did like the 50 uh, most influential people uh, in the world. And these Minecraft guys got on the list because they say that unlike most games where you're killing stuff, Minecraft you're creating stuff. You're just building, Uh. yeah. 
Like you, but it's not just building stuff like like in one of those Sims games. You can build a story. You know, you you, you can make your own fucking narrative on this thing. Characters. You can write a goddamn movie. Yeah, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> yeah, there's like long. there's like teams of people working for months to build these things. Yeah, I can't do that. May I tell uh, Fezzy one thing I forgot to you tell? You sure him? can. Sure, Janet. I'm going to be a great aunt in November, Fezzy, and I would let you babysit in a heartbeat. Yeah. Aww, and, and if, it's, yes. if it's a girl. And if, yeah. Yeah. And if people don't know uh, baby love, that's all I got to say. Sweet. I and, mean, uh, baby love just graduated from high school this year. Oh, your yeah. time is flying. Oh yeah, can you believe oh that? Oh, my. Isn't that Wait, no, she did it. I just did the math. <laughs> you had me for a second, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, thank you so much, you guys. Uh, thank you, sweetie. Thank yeah, you, Janet. I mean, thank you, Janet. Next thank time, you. though, you, know, you can set something no, for the man's way. Stop I'll it. hold it for him. You, you want to buy Ranny White Owls. <laughs> I don't know much about That's cigars, Jazz. I'm not some you know fishing out like you. Oh, ow, sorry. <laughs> All right, thanks so much, Jazz. Bye, honey. Bye. Beat it. Like, is this wrong? The whole time she, we were talking to lovely Janice, nice. I'm just looking at Samba Girl. <laughs> I think I would say yes. I cannot understand this. I can't understand why the Samba isn't bigger. I agree with you that I, she should have showcased the ass more. I gotta think of the porno actress who looks like her because then it's like you could watch her and then you could kind of fancy you could pretend that like she's the the samba girl's getting banged. Okay. And this this girl is is good looking and she is Spanish just like her. Let me see. Jesus. Ah, oh, God bless her. Uh, Tom, is showing the Run Fez show. Hey, guys. Uh, Dave, I want to let you know that I sent a little card to you and Chris, and there's something in there for you. Awesome. Is, and you're sending coming, it from where? It's, it's coming from Harry Green on 421st Street in Colorado. <laughs> okay, say no more. <laughs> say no more. Say no more. Yep, that's, it's coming. It'll be there in a, hopefully beginning next week, if not tomorrow. Okay. Nice. Awesome. Say no more. Looks Thank you, my boys. friend. Looks like Saturday's going to be a fun show. Colorado. It's what are you going to use just for? I want to try and find that porn star who looks like the Samba girl, and then you can pretend <laughs> like you can watch some video and then watch the porno. You hang out on Uges all the time. It's, that's his social network. It's, it's, it's earmarked on my iPhone. It's, it's, it's right next to fucking Temple Run. <laughs> I don't know her name. She's great looking, and she looks like that Samba girl. Well, we'll find her. You're just searching Spanish girls. <laughs> Not, it's not narrowing it down at all. all right. well, what about the girl with two hands in the other person's asshole? <laughs> Brazil girl ass. Let's see if she gets in. Yeah, that should do it. No. All right, hold on. Somebody thinks they know. Here's Matt. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, yeah, Matt. Hey, buddy. Uh, hey, Dave. I, I I can't see world star hip hop girl, so I'm I'm just kind of shooting uh, shooting in the dark here, but. Is it Esperanza Gomez that you might be thinking no, of? No, it's not. Um, no, it's not. This isn't it. it sort of looks like her. And will, you, and, will, and will you guys? Will you guys do me a favor since you're looking at? Uh, yeah, we will. Let's Latino check women. it out. Pull up, uh, pull up Rita G. You got to look at Rita G. Man. Rita G. Rita G. What kind of name is Rita? <laughs> sexy yeah, one. No, just trust me. She's she's sexy, and you can. Uh, she's all naked on the internet. I mean, if, yeah, if this is her. Then she's. Very good looking, obviously. Well, that's a dude, but 
Oh, it's a tag team. Yeah. That's right up your alley. Yeah. How does she keep her concentration going? <laughs> what does that say? That I've been watching a lot of two men's and one chick. More than two men. You would men, like though. to get the chick out of there. <laughs> and then you'd just be watching the two men's. Like fucking Chris and Fezdo. Oh, no. No. Oh, that would be great if Pepper and Fez fucked. <laughs> Lock it up. That's fucking done. Give unless, it a name. Unless I get roofied. Here comes the roof. <laughs> Say he always wants to get high. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you finding now? Uh, Gomez? I'm trying to... No, it wasn't Gomez. That check out Gomez es- Adams. Esperanza You're going to fucking love her. I'll check out Esperanza Gomez. Esperanza? Esperanza. <laughs> All right, I bang. Uh, lots going on down there today. You know, we started this off with uh, what's her name, Miranda Kurz. Yeah, Miranda Kurz. Uh, Breast. Yeah. Her would nip slip. Yeah. Uh, and who would have thought during this day she would get her doors blown in by Samba Girl going naked? <laughs> Beat a cur. And uh, not a lot of happy feedback to your comic thing. Oh, really? If, feels like by most people that this was slapped together last moment willy-nilly. Really? Not a lot of thought going there. That's what they thought. Well, you didn't there, have Sam Kinison filled with crap. <laughs> there was no real strong thread to tie this together. <laughs> there were just guys of different generations <laughs> who died. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's still alive should have been the name of it. <laughs> um... Corey wants to help out. Corey in Winnipeg. Go ahead. Hey, uh, yeah, at risk of sounding like a creep, uh, that chick's name is Rebecca Lenares. That's it! You oh, got Rebecca it! Linares. Rebecca Lenares looks like the Samba girl. Fantastic job. Thanks, creep. <laughs> <laughs> you and me, buddy. You and me both. Is this her? No, go go to Yuju's. Yuju's. She's all Yuju's, over. Yuju's, you just... Jesus. <laughs> You did. Is that her right there getting in the car? No, that's Esperanza no. Gomez. That's I'm, I'm interested to see what happens, though. She's going to get a ride? What's happening? That's it. Uh, I'm not even sure. Yeah, fast forward to the middle. You don't yes, have to go yes, to the middle. I know how She kind of looks like her, right? And then she she gets in the ass all the time, man. <laughs> so you actually follow fast these forward. people by name? Yeah, fast forward to the sex, Pepper. Come on, man. I know you just want to see Bulge. <laughs> See, it looks it does look like her, I think, and then so you can watch the video and then watch Rebecca Linares pretend it's the same girl. Here's David Washington. David. Yeah, I just wanted to point out, talking about sincere and cynical, that uh, you can be cynical. I mean, sincere means genuine. You can be cynical and sincere in your cynicism. So it kind of has two meanings. For example. Uh, not to get political, but this is an example that comes to mind. Say the Republican Party's outreach to Hispanics could be said it's a cynical uh, attempt to stop losing elections, okay? Meaning they don't sincerely give a shit about Hispanics. And typically when you're cynical in, in that context, you're uh, basically underestimating the intelligence of other people. And then when people... On the other end, don't uh, they? They see right through that. Then you can say that they're also being cynical. Yeah, but at the same time, I think to really be fucking the 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 sincerity would be: Is there anything I could do 
to change things to and that would be the sincerity when you look at people out there uh let's say Oklahoma and the people that are open to rebuilding and helping people you know i mean isn't that the people that you'd rather be fucking hanging around with in life yeah it is and they say that is Somebody who's spent a lifetime not doing a lot of that kind of shit. But I think that those are the better people. Now, if you show up for a movie, let's say, right? Don't you want to be open to it? Absolutely. I wouldn't pay the admission if I'm going to be like, this looks weird. I was talking to, uh, and I'm going to name drop here. Okay. Alan Alda and I were talking in in the green room before the unmasked. And he went back and listened to a bunch of unmasked, and we talked to each other about our profession because uh, he does a lot of interviewing. And he brought up this thing about being open to be changed, to be changed, having your life changed with each one that you do, that having your mind change. Um, and I found that fascinating, A, because he's in his 70s, yeah, and he's still looking to learn new things, and he's still looking to meet somebody that make him think, you know what? I used to think differently, and now I think exactly the opposite because mm. of what you just said to me. Now think of how different that is from with from Fez, who was afraid of being found out. So not only will he say that he doesn't like something that he likes, he will start and dislike something that he likes. And that's how you end up in that position. Hmm. Because you don't, if you don't put any value on yourself, how are you going to put value on all the other things that make life livable? I mean, that's, I think that's the fun thing about having your own thing. You shouldn't ever be embarrassed by it. That's one of the things I absolutely love about King of Kong, you know, and I think some people watch that movie and they're like, look at these fucking assholes loving Donkey Kong so much. I watch it as like it's fucking Rocky. Like I'm, I'm so into the fact that they're just loving this guy, these goddamn games. Well, Donkey Kong is only, you know, not baseball because it's, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Not everyone did. But it's really no different than a baseball movie where the guy hits a home run, yeah. you know, or gets some kind of redemption. It's w- the, the fact that these guys put their passion in it into something that really all of us played, but only a couple guys were at the top. Right. That's not that different than being, you know, a hundred meter runner and finding yourself (laughs) in the championships. I know. Billy Mitchell did a perfect game in Pac-Man. That's insane. I don't understand how it happens. It's incredible. I mean, you know, and I think people look at it, look at that dork. I look at him as a hero. Here's um, Aaron. You're on the Running Fest show. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. So uh, I've been trying to get a hold of Pepper because I wanted to send him a package of some local New Mexican pistachios. Peppers, pistachios. Yes. Oh, delicious. Yeah. Love yeah, pistachios. Listen, listen, listen. Jerky and salsa, right? Oh, yeah. New Mexico has uh, peppers that don't go anywhere else in the world. And this motherfucker doesn't answer me back. He, he fucking shines me off like a... A booger on his fucking. What are you shirt. talking about? You can't about? be like that, dude. I'm not you gotta like be that. old. That's you. Not, I mean, what he's saying is what I feel. I just haven't had the courage to say. He's not open. <laughs> What's going on? He's very, very close. I've emailed you. I've emailed you and nothing. Why won't you at least just fucking you know treat this guy like a human being, Pep? I'm that sure. Of a I have. <laughs> Pepper is definitely closed off from I'll people. Davy Mac. 
no, nobody said nothing to Davey Mack. I'll, I'll fucking Mack smoke it, like it, baby. <laughs> you send that to me, I'll smoke it live. Uh, I love when you do an impression of Dickie Jr. <laughs> <laughs> My son? Dickie's son? It's your kid. Um, now, look, I want to I send you oh. guys a care package for real. What the fuck? All right, Pips will, give you, Pips will tell you how to contact me. Why don't you just give him the number? I'll tell you what, though. Pepper is cynical about people. He, doesn't, really he does not like talking to people, even here at this great company. He doesn't like talking to people sometimes. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there is a thing that you and Fez are in your own little world. You don't interact with the other shows. You don't interact with the people down the halls. And I hate to tell you, they call you guys Game Off. <laughs> I interact with plenty of people around here. Oh, Sam doesn't by... count. <laughs> guys, I'm just going by what Dave said. I don't know then. Really? Dave's throwing right. out Game Off these We days. should interact more, but still keep the nickname. No. Let's get cynical. <laughs> cynical. Papa, why can't you get along fucking nicer, though, with dudes that want to be your friend? Guys like Aaron. I don't that know, guy is nice. I don't know what He's Aaron. He's a fucking great dude. Aaron should email me, and his, if he emails me right now, he will get a response. But I don't know if he emails you, print it out, and let's smoke it, baby. It's <laughs> great. Smoke it nice and good. It would just be paper, like Dixie, like Dicky Jr. <laughs> Who's that? And some caller just completely rips you off and does the, <laughs> <laughs> 100% rips you off. And the bad thing is, it makes us laugh every single time. He's good. He's a good caller. I like him. Yeah, he's fucking solid. Now, but he doesn't get a little uh, music bed? You don't play a little Chalk Dust for Dickie Jr.? These fucking guys don't come up with music beds for anything. Chalk Dust torture when Dickie Jr. comes on. That's all. You know, this guy gets his own bed. This is the the pre-show meetings that they have. All right, let's get away with murder. (laughs) Yeah, I've never said that. I didn't say it was you. It was your fucking gay lover. <laughs> it's just a guy who wants to fuck bang me. You Same said. thing. I almost said. Same exact thing. No, because it doesn't happen, and I don't want it to happen because I'm straight. Oh. Bang is such a crude word, Pepper. Say sodomize. I want you to pick your favorites this week. Uh, Eva Longoria, Upskirt, Samba Dancing Girl is back. <laughs> Best nip slip ever, or the full frontal naked pictures of Jennifer Aniston? Oh, full frontal. I didn't Have you ever see seen those. those? No, I did not. Click on them for uh, him. And, um, this, because it shows up, it gets tons of, <laughs> it gets thousands what the of fuck hits. Is this? It gets thousands of hits every single day from fucking people being rickrolled. There's Davy Mack laying on the couch in his Who underwear. Did this? I can't lie. That's hysterical. <laughs> There's it singing yeah. with a fucking gun. <laughs> Going right into it looks like Dave's crotch. Oh, this is sick. I never realized how much outline you can see. Yeah, it's disgusting. This is his unbelievable. You know, you forget, I was really <laughs> drunk here, I, and you you allowed me to start drinking it, too. Sure. It, it really wasn't seen that fucking nights. Like, I was, you're, you're like, you, you can get drunk for this. I'll let you start drinking. I've always thought of myself as Burt Reynolds and Boogie Nights. <laughs> I was like, I really do need to fucking drink for this if we're going to do a little beard porn. 
by the way, whoever did this, they only call him Crazy Gun Guy, and they don't mention you guys by name. So God. I think this is someone who put you guys together without knowing that you all know each other. Even worse, he thinks this is real, me and Fez. Where did he think we were then? There's a fucking keyboard, there's televisions going off. It's your apartment. Who has an apartment that looks like that? Look how predatory fucking Fez looks there. Well, there's one part where I couldn't stop laughing. I, and that's why, I, like, like a professional, though, I turned away from the camera. <laughs> Oh, this is just creepy. Even I'm creeped out. Professional. <laughs> no, matter, no matter how good shape I get in, I, I can't. I can't get rid of the fat, pudgy face. It's so upsetting. <laughs> you think you're in good That's shape? That's your though. biggest problem with this. You think you're in good shape, though? No, you're right. I was. I was definitely fat. You look like a guy with his own dad. <laughs> <laughs> so disgusting. Oh. oh my god, that is so gross. Right here. I didn't know that Fez had to do something that disgusts him to the core. I know, you. Fez. He'd love to do this oh, with Pepper. Oh, God. How hurtful. Oh, Pepper, God. Pepper was supposed to be in it. <laughs> he, he, he stepped out. He still owes me one for that. Don't think I so, forgot. This is the fucking funny thing. So I put this up on April 1st for our listeners. But now if you do, uh, if you go to Google and I think you put in full frontal Jennifer Aniston. Oh, it's so it funny. It fucking shows up as, at the top of Google. So all these asshole strangers come every day, <laughs> probably high school kids, thinking that they're going to fucking see it. And then they find themselves. Yeah, it's the number one no, thing there. <laughs> and they go so there funny. and see you guys doing beard porn and crazy gun guys singing. Oh my God, we are practically making out. What the hell? I must have been, I must have had to get drunk for this. All right. Hey. No, I'm just saying. This is really weird. Um, Dave, I want you to say hi to somebody who's just fantastic. Uh, Dickie Jr., you're on with Dave. <laughs> What's up, dogs? How's it going? Going better now that you're here, son. You're calling me son, Dad. You haven't talked to me in two fucking months. What's up with that, Dobby? I've been hiding, baby. You got to come over to my house if you want to talk to Dickie. You've been getting so high, you forgot to send me that cue you for, you still owe me, Dobby. What's up with that? I've been building a tower made of Legos. I just yeah. stare at it. Star Wars Legos? All right, you two are so unfunny together. <laughs> it's almost like one of those death by chocolates where it's too much... Thanks a lot, Dickie Jr. Thanks for fucking ruining it. What happened to your bus, uh, Dave? I'm leaving now. <laughs> <laughs> Three o'clock bus, I forgot. I can get to there in 15 minutes. All right, buddy. It was great seeing you, man. It was great seeing you. May I plug the movie thon one last time? In a million years, never say may to me. Just do it. Okay. The Davey Mac movie thon, June 18th. Uh, get your tickets on the left. La- What's the plug? The stand, NYC.com. <laughs> the stand, NYC.com. Or your Twitter account. Or my Twitter. You know, people will find it. Just a nine movies and booze. That's it. And if he doesn't plug for you, you call it and plug anytime you want. You All never right. have to ask. Thank you, guys. And, and a happy fifth birthday to my daughter. I can't believe five years ago I'm driving to fucking the hospital, calling the Ron Fez show, saying well, we're about to have a kid. That's fucking mm. crazy. I'm sure the guys, did you already grab that, guys? So we can play it now? Uh, it doesn't matter. It, yeah. was just, it was just a live, we're going to have a baby, <laughs> All right, guys. See you, pal. I'll see you, homies, later. <sighs> it's homos, but okay. <laughs> Davey Mack. Oh, oh, 
He's, cigarettes. That's what you yeah, yeah. enjoy. Smoke up. Right? Smoke up, Johnny. <laughs> See you guys. He didn't put a hamburger in his pocket. He normally does. He's getting better with that. Mm. Well, what, what a day we had today. It's wild. Ice cream social still going on. I couldn't get any ice cream. The line was too long. Hey, it's, a, it's a mob scene down there. I didn't even bother. I'll probably go down there later for some fucking grass-flavored, just whatever's Milk. left over. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess give me the truck tire and... Uh, the lobster that all the kids are talking about on the iBank today. The Darth Maul lobster. Yeah. It's scary. Is it scary or is this a new evolutionary thing? I don't know how looking like a Star Wars character would be evolving since they were from the past. All right, now it's called Lord Sith Monster. What do we have it as? Just Darth Maul? Darth Maul. Well, he was a Sith Lord. Mm. And that's who they're directly referencing. Is it different from any other lobster? They're Not, normally green, right? Green or blue. Not very big. No, this guy's this guy's got a way to go. All right, those are up on the eye bank. I gotta tell you the truth. It was great having Davey here. Hard Rock Johnny. Yeah. But the opportunity that we had today, Pep, is just Mind-blowing. John Fogarty. Yeah. It's weird to see him walk into the room, you know? It's, it's just, whenever, like, someone like that huge just comes in, it's like, wow, they're they're real. <laughs> and they're eight feet away. Well, it's amazing <laughs> to sit down and go over all those songs that he wrote, most of them when he was a kid. It's stunning. The Proud Mary story, that's the first song, that's the first real song he writes, or that's the first song that he, he knows. That That story was amazing to hear him tell that. And his new CD wrote a song for everyone that's out in stores and online next Tuesday. Is this Pluggy Fez? No, well, I guess, uh, yeah, technically it's Pluggy Fez, but uh, also part you, of the conversation. How come you didn't put your hand up? Because I'm done putting my hand up. Why? Damn it. Well, I just, because this one, I thought, you know, just flowed easy enough. Hmm. There goes my my great idea. I bet he I bet he goes back to where he was before and feels like, oh, I didn't know whether to jump in or not. Tomorrow's the unmasked. Yeah, tambor time. Tambor time. TT. And is it this weekend that the Arrested Developments are coming out or next? Yep. Sunday at midnight. So you have all day Memorial Day to just burn one and watch all the Arrested Developments. Holy shit. That's what I'm doing. The, the, the creator's saying don't watch them all at once, but I don't know. I, I'm not going to be able to help myself. How can you not? They're there. They're there for you. They're all getting released at the same time. All right. Uh, anything else we need to plug before we get on out of here? That's it for us. Good. See you guys uh, back in here tomorrow. For the Friday show. Hicks, you got to start thinking of a great black performer for tomorrow. All right. I'll get the blackest 
performer I can figure out. Doesn't have to be that black. All right. But you thinking soul, reggae, jazz? I want to go soul. Really? Yeah. 60 soul, 70 soul? Oh. God forbid, 80 soul. <laughs> or this shit your generation calls R&B. All right, boys to men. Play this <laughs> 90 soul. <laughs> Those were uh, about as close as you could get to, like, sync or something that you can imagine. Babyface playlist tomorrow. <laughs> Black Street. All right, dudes. We'll see you in tomorrow. Be over at the iBank. Lots of great shit up on the iBank. Make sure you go play that game, too, because we've gotten crazy obsessed with it, all of us. And Hicks, you were mad that you didn't invent it. I, 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 it's, it's, it's called try to guess where you are. I'm, I'm pissed when I saw it. Like this is a great idea. Well, how many times do we sit around and say, "All right, guys, come up with a new game," and they come back with the A, B, C, D answers? Here's the thing: this is literally thinking outside the box. Yeah. Anyone could do this. Anyone that could have put this game together, it's right there for you. All right. Take care, everybody. And that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>